I had a uh, busy weekend. I was, uh, I don't know, I stayed in my house all weekend pretty much, but I was busy. I'm, I'm busy. I have a lot of things I need to do. What are they chores or what? No, what do I don't have chores. I'm chore free. I was uh, I had a pretty open weekend, but I was I was busy with the arts. You know, I'm a painter. I see. I've been playing more guitar. How's uh, that going? All right. I was just talking to Steve Nowicki about guitar. I've been talking to Fred. Fred had me go out and buy an Orange Crush amp, twenty watt, just for practicing and. Uh, I was yeah, uh, asking. No, I heard you talk was, to Steve about that distortion thing. You can get that from that amp. You can get that sound even without a pedal. Okay, I will uh, call you if you. Uh, I mean, uh, if you don't mind talking to me about it, I will. Uh, but Fred, no other conversation. I just want to talk to you about the amp, and then I want to get off. the I was phone. going to talk to you about to... E flat tuning, but uh, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Henry want any small it. talk. I'll talk to you about an amp, and then we hang up. No small talk under protest. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, I was having a whole discussion about, um, I know I'm a fan of Green Day, but I noticed that Green Day, most of their songs are in, uh, they're in, they're tuned half a step down. So I was asking Steve Nowicki about it and uh, we got into Half a step down a, from what? From regular tuning. From, oh, from. See. It's not they, an they open tune, tuning. Is that what they call that? No, it's a, they tune down a half step and then I was. I got so into the weeds that I didn't realize the show was on. So there you go. <laughs> so Fred, I talked to Fred about guitar. I talked to Steve Nowicki. But when I talk to Fred, I always say, Fred, I don't want to hear a word about your family. Oh, my. Just guitar. Well, you have to set up boundaries with him. You know, he could go on and on and on. <laughs> I don't have time. And how do you know when the uh, guitar conversation is over? I tell him, uh, <laughs> listen, you've been in conversation with Fred. Talking to Fred is like a waterboarding. I can't take it after a while. I was sitting here and I said, oh, that's so great. He and Fred are talking. No, you know, at Gitmo, they used to torture the prisoners. They play, uh, they just bring Fred in and then they break him down in three seconds. <laughs> now, Fred is a masterful guitar player. And um yes. He uh, he helps me out. I always write him, and he's always nice. He researches uh, some information for me. He's a great guy. So what what am I going to tell you? Well, um, Steve was going to have you buying other equipment. He was going to have you add something to the crush. Steve Steve is a lunatic. You know <laughs> you know you know it's bad when I'd rather talk to Fred than Steve Nowicki. So <laughs> Nowicki doesn't oh, understand that I don't know anything about guitar, and he start he, he gets all hopped up, and you should get this, and you should get that. It's a bunch and of shit I'll buy. so easy, right? Yeah. Because yeah, if yeah. you have this, you just do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, you can do Eddie Van Halen. Just do this. <laughs> I go, get the fuck out of here. I can't even play uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy I'm working on. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I like that you're a half step down now, though, because the half step down is so much cooler. That's all the early Van Halen stuff is like... You know, like regular A is like this, and then the half step down oh. is that like ah. it's just it's heavy. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I was playing here. I'll, I'll show you what I was doing. I don't think I can reach the guitar. No, I'm, you know what? On my cord, I I can't walk around the studio. I'm I'm corded oh. in. I, I I but all right. Now, forget the guitar. People don't give a shit anyway. <laughs> 
Robin. I can't reach the guitar. I, I, I said I need wireless headphones down here. Or a longer cord, something. No, the I, I don't want a longer cord. You don't want a longer cord. <laughs> okay. Huh. <laughs> um, you know what I was doing this? Uh, unchain me, guys. Unchain me. That's the word today. Unchain me. He's in the I basement need... and he's chained. It's 2024 <laughs> and I'm chained to my console. Let, free me. Liberate me. Give me AirPods. Hashtag free Howard and Brittany. <laughs> What's the matter with you? I can't reach the guitars on the wall. It's so close yet so far, Robin. Oh. I'm chained in like King Kong down here. What do you do when you get loose? <laughs> I would have grabbed the guitar and shown you what I was talking about tuning down. I would have explained well, it to I'm you. I'm just wondering why they've got you tied up when why? you've asked. Because you know freedom. why. You know why. Why? Nobody cares. <laughs> anyway, Robin, um, I was. you asked what, what I was busy with. I started, this is funny, I like listening to audiobooks about musicians. I've listened to every Van Halen book. When I'm painting, I put these books on, trying to better myself on two fronts, listening okay, to a book and painting. Van Halen, Halen books have been written by others, not by anybody in Van Halen. That's right. Now, okay. if, if Sammy Hagar wrote a book or Michael Anthony wrote a book, even if, like, Wolfgang wrote a book, I would read it. And, uh, you know, Wolfgang was in Van Halen. You forget that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He toured. Yeah. He toured. He, that kid is some guitar player. I mean, I again, I don't know much about guitar, but he sounds like fucking Eddie Van Halen when he plays those things. I think he was taught by Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, I think his, yeah, if my father had been Eddie Van Halen... <laughs> He wouldn't have shared it with me. I get so <laughs> envious. My father would share nothing. Like, my father was a good carpenter, but he never once said to me, Howard, come down to the basement and I will show you how to hit a nail with a hammer. And uh, no, he never said that to me. He, I, I'd walk down and he'd go, ah, I'm busy. <laughs> and he'd make these grimacing faces, you know, like these horrendous faces, like when he'd hit, hit the hammer with the... He never would say to me, Howard, I would like to share my world with you. Come here, from what I son. understand, from <laughs> what I understand, Eddie Van Halen was so kind to his son Wolfgang that Wolfgang can now play every instrument. He plays drums. One of the reasons uh, Wolfgang's such a good guitar player is because he's a drummer. Same with um, uh, Dave Grohl, the Foo Fighters. He was a drummer. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to have rhythm. But uh, 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 Eddie Van Halen included his son. I mean, to the point that he threw Michael Anthony out of the band. <laughs> My, I'm not throwing. I am not throwing Michael Anthony out of the band. You idiot! <laughs> you can't even play the guitar. But Dad, I'm three years old. <laughs> hey, Dad, would you mind showing me some licks to Unchained? Fuck you! Oh boy. You know, my father never used profanity. Actually, he wouldn't have said "fuck you." He'd just say, "Leave me alone." He never, ever cursed? No, not not once in a blue moon. 
Once in a blue. Huh, oh, that's uh, interesting. Sa- Sammy Hagar had a book called um, Red, My Uncensored Life in Rock. And that was a good book. Okay. Alex Van Halen is supposedly releasing a memoir in October. I'll, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm de- definitely going to uh, read that. But I like reading books by rock and roll musicians. In fact, I just read like Patti Smith's. Uh, th- there was a, an audio thing on Audible where she was giving a lecture somewhere and mm-hmm. singing too. And I listened to that. anybody in rock. They put out a book. I'll, I'll listen to it. So I think I've gone through every book. And the only book left was a new book by Getty Lee of Rush. Oh. And, uh, you know, I, I've been vocal about it. I, I don't, I admire any musician, but I'm not a big Rush fan. And I, you know, and, and part of that too is I, I was in rock radio for so long, every minute playing Spirit of Radio and uh, the various Rush tunes that were hits. It went, you went, uh, cuckoo. I went Oiva Boodle from that fucking rush. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. But anyway, I uh, I said, "Wow, well, I'm not that interested in getting." You're Lee, out of every rock book. You're out. You you couldn't find anything else. Getty Lee on Audible <laughs> with Getty Lee reading the book. Well, what a surprise! This guy, I fell in love with him. Uh oh, Getty Lee. It's a fabulous book. Now, he grew up in Canada. There's Getty Lee from... First of all, his name's not Getty. You know how he got the name? His parents were in concentration camps. They had thick, uh, you know, European accents. Okay. His name was Gary, but his mother would go... In the neighborhood, she'd go, Getty, Getty, Getty. <laughs> and all the kids thought his name was Getty. And they started calling him Getty. Wow. Well, that's this that's guy, a cool name. Yeah. He, you know, I don't enjoy uh, hearing about the Holocaust because it's so depressing and hard to hear. But he details for the first two chapters his early life in Canada and then what happened to his parents and grandparents when they were living in Poland and what happened uh, during World War Two because they were Jewish. And it's a horror story, but his parents fell in love at the concentration camp, which wow. is crazy because love was found even in the worst conditions. And uh, he has a way of describing it. First of all, he's got a very good reading ability. He reads the book to you. It's not annoying. It's it's a home run, the book, Getty Lee. And I forget what wow. it's called, but I recommend it highly. It's so interesting. Have, Have you, you been uh, wrong now about Rush all this time? Are you willing to say well, it? I'll tell you what, I'm going to go back and re-listen to my Rush stuff. Because uh, right. I got to say, the Getty Lee book, if you don't fall in love with the guy, there's something wrong with you. Am I right, Johnny? It's amazing. I mean, I'm glad you've seen the light, Howard. It's uh, the book's called My Effin' Life. Yeah, My Effin' Life. But his parents got married at the con- after they liberated the con- concentration camp. That's where they got married in like yeah. one of the halls there. And wow. just even if you don't love Rush music, I understand. I feel that you're lost. But his life is insane. He tells great stories about being on the road and, and, yeah. and all the, everything the band went through. And he's very aware of how people feel about his voice and why he turns off. And he just has a great sense of humor. He's a really well cultured yeah, guy. Yeah. I'm glad I had you the same it. reaction. Yeah. Well, I haven't finished it yet, but, uh, the powerful stuff about it, the concentration camp. And he apologized in the beginning. He says, uh, look, I'm going to go into this because if you want to understand my life, this is it. And if you can't hack it, skip ahead. But don't skip ahead. But um, 
Yeah, I was shocked that whole story with his parents. You would think being, you know, uh, killed, put into slavery and uh, like butchered every day would be, be a bit of a boner killer. But Getty Lee's old man really had a he had a strong sexual urge for his for uh, Getty Lee's mom. So uh, there you go. I mean, you know. But uh, yeah, I love it. So I recommend it. There you go. That's what I was busy with. I was busy with the crown. A, uh, playlist of songs for you, Howard. To uh, no, 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 no. You, you don't you have think to. Think do he it. doesn't don't... know the songs? Let me tell you something, John. I was a rock and roll disc jockey before I started yapping so much. And I know every Rush song. The problem is that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but Getty Lee is a top, top guy. The book is fabulous. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yep. Thank you. You would think John was in Rush, the way he carries on. I know. He carries on like he was a member of the band and is yeah. personally offended. Hit him with the hind! I know personally that Getty Lee doesn't like John and uh, <laughs> would ignore him if he saw him somewhere. <laughs> Fun fact, too. A lot of people don't know about our own Fred. Fred met his wife at Auschwitz. They were both guards. Just kidding, of course. Wow. Fred, uh, yeah. Fred... Uh, Fred's my man. Fred helped me out this weekend, I, I must say. You know, sometimes I think about Fred. how many lessons have you had? Have you oh, continued to like, take lessons? Yeah, I took some lessons, but Fred helped me too, and Steve helps me. You know, I was thinking about Fred over the weekend. It's amazing that Fred met his wife through our radio show, actually. And I recently saw Fred and his wife. And they have a fabulous marriage. I mean, from what I can yes, tell, I, yes, I don't know what the I ins can tell and outs. too. I, I don't, but, you know, I don't see them together that often. But she's, but she's fabulous. A, yeah, she's a great woman. I thought she'd dump them after a week of marriage, but uh, no, they have a fabulous marriage. And uh, am I right, Fred? Am I reading the situation properly? I feel like you guys have a great marriage. And I'm it's the uh, drug. Happy it's the you. drug she takes. No, we actually do have. <laughs> a Is she marriage. medicated? I get that. No, she, I mean, no she's not medicated. She should be, but she's not. I would drive anybody crazy. No, she's just how a many, great person and fun to I, be with. How many years you married now to uh, the lovely oh, Alice? We we married in '94, but we were together since '88. So I want credit for all those years. So it's how like many years is years. that? Over thirty like years. Over thirty years. I got to say, out of all the accomplishments of this show, this has got to be one of the greatest. I, I always thought Fred would be a bachelor. He didn't seem very interested. And then when he announced Fred to me. Fred needed he was, a special woman. You know how according, according to my wife, to I should still be a bachelor. I still live like a bachelor, the things that I do. So what do you go. do? That, she puts uh, up she with, you know, just what does she complain? Shit. You know, I what? leave messes and things like uh, that. You know, it's it's that kind of stuff. Nothing, nothing major. You know, I see guitars all, right. all over the place. So. <laughs> don't do that well i happen to think your wife is fantastic i do she's i wonderful. truly do i do I, I wanted to say that i i uh was going to tell you that off the air but you know it's hard to talk to you off the air so uh you didn't want to get off the subject you made the rules <laughs> yeah oh, i didn't want to get into way, any personal yeah and by the way joe walsh also tunes in e flat so there you go for uh e flat which Rocky is a half step down yep half step down rocky uh -huh. mountain way he knows a lot fred Oh yes, Fred. Why didn't you ever try to be a professional musician? What? What? Uh, I think maybe you're on that level, or, or are you not? I, I don't think I'm on that level. I don't think I'm 
good. I mean, when you see a guy like Billy Joel sit down, see, that's who you want to be like, not necessarily a piano player, but a guitar player. It's like they just conjure up that music, you know, out of their out of their head through their fingers. I don't think I have that ability. I'm, I'm pretty talented when it comes to like doing that kind of stuff. But uh, I don't think I have that ability to do what they do. In other words, you're saying, uh, if I have this right, if you were uh, sitting in a room with a band and they said, let's play, um, you know, I, I picked the song uh, with a little help from my friends or something like that. Right. You would need time to go figure it out. You couldn't sort of just play some songs it. I can some songs I can play them right away some songs i have to figure out yeah it's not like it's not like i play enough to have that ability i think guys like billy would just play all day there's this one guitar player i was just reading about he's from canada and he's a really good finger style guitar player he practices before he goes on a tour he practices eight hours a day i, I believe it. i can't believe it, but you know when you hear him play you go yeah he plays an awful lot well, yeah, that's what it takes. Fred pick up a guitar and figure out a song. Yeah, he I mean, can do that. We've seen him do it. Yeah, but not like those guys. Those guys are just special. Like I know you, uh, you rag on uh, Rush, but uh, and I don't no, know, Rush is, John, the Rush John are great. Back. The guitar player for Rush is an amazing player, and the song that you hate, Spirit of Radio, that's an amazing riff that he does at the top of that. I understand. Listen, let me clarify my position on Rush. I know they're amazing musicians. I know that Neil Peart's a great drummer, or you know, or or Getty Lee's a great bass player, or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. I understand and I like that. his voice. Absolutely. It the the music doesn't light my fuse. You understand what I'm saying? You, I get you that. Can't, yeah. You can't. You can't judge somebody for how the music affects you. You know what I mean? In other words, it either does that thing where you go fuck. It, 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 or you don't. It speaks to it's, you, or it doesn't. Right. It doesn't mean I hate the guy. In fact, no. I you should read this Getty Lee book. He's fabulous. Oh, Fred, this is weird. Your wife's on the phone. Allison wants to say hello. She oh. yes, Al, yeah. hi, Allison. Hello. We have a wonderful marriage. Help, Lord, help me, help me, please, God. Everything is great. Howard, Howard, he fucks the puppets. He makes me. All right, all right, all right. Enough of that. So silly. Um, how did she die with her hands tied? <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, yeah. So there you go. That was my recommendation on the book. It was good. And as far as Fred goes, uh, I think Fred's great conversation. You're having a great conversation with Fred. I am. It's I can't believe going it. Going a lot of different places. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I I I admire Fred's ability to play the guitar, and I do think if he listen, he can practice eight hours a day. How do you play every day guitar? I uh, I just started playing again, uh, oh. more than I used to. There was there were times when I wouldn't play for like six months. And yeah. you get you put the guitar back in your hands, and you're like, "Holy fuck! I do I know anything anymore?" So uh, right. I'm also trying to integrate some uh, finger picking, which I've never really uh, pursued to any degree. I really want to get good at that. How will you learn how to do that? Uh, probably internet. 
you know, they're like these little uh, video tutorials and uh, things that uh, there's a few like websites that you can get, you know, like uh, tablature for for these songs and, and things. So, and you will uh, read the tablature and then you will practice over and over again, finger picking until you're able to do it. There's only one way to do it. You know, I've I've never been able to finger pick. I'm bound and determined before I uh, I kick off this earth. I'm going to learn. And, how it's, to play and at and first, play well. and at first you'll be bad at it, and you'll say, "Gee, I'll oh, never first, be able to get this." Oh, at first you just feel like an idiot because everything. It's like because you're you're working like two different uh, systems, and uh, it's weird. Well, Fred, this has been fascinating. We'll check back in with you in another thirty years. I can't wait. <laughs> by, okay. by then. Okay. By a then, I'll, I'll have my finger picking down. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'll be the world's oldest professional musician. All right. Uh, Fred talking about a various, uh, various topics. Tuning down with your guitar, uh, finger picking, uh, the, his relationship uh, with his wife. Rush, his the guys in Rush. Yeah. Right. And Drop and, D. If you want to do a Drop, Drop D song, D. do Cinnamon Girl by Neil Young. Robin, uh, how do I get out of this conversation with Fred? Uh, well, this is what I was asking you. How do you know when the conversation's over? Doesn't end. I thought it was over, and now I'm in Neil Young. No, I love Fred. You were, Fred's my man. You were rapping, and Fred was rolling. How long have I been working with Fred? That's the question, Robin. Fred and oh I met in hard Longer than his marriage, so you're over 40-something with Fred. I met Fred, I was in my 20s, I was the morning man at WCCC, AM and FM, two uh, radio stations simultaneously. Do you think it could be 50 years? It is, let me do the quick math, 93 years I've known Fred, 93 wow. according to my math. Yep. Okay, now you the, figure the it math. Out. 93 well, years. Uh, <laughs> no, I would say, Fred, how many years I know you? I see since 87. So I All right, how many years is that, Fred? 87. All right, I'll do the math. 97. Add 10 to that. 2007. Okay. It's, wait a 2007. minute. I've known you since 82. Hey, what's he talking about? I don't, I don't know. I, why I am I in a decade? When did I meet you? Oh. 1977. <laughs> I met uh, Fred back in the... He'd only killed three people at that time. <laughs> he he uh, erased those years from his memory. <laughs> what do you say, 77? Okay. 77. That That's correct. I can I do think. the math. Yeah. This is good for any young people listening. I'm pretty good at math. Let me show you how to do this. Because you're saying, well, how, what, what good does the number 77 do you if you want to yeah. know how many years? Now, the trick is to get up to 2024. That's the hard part. <laughs> and you got to have enough fingers, hopefully, to get there. So let, let me show you how it's done. Easy. We're going to go in tens. I'm looking forward to getting the answer. I don't know the answer. Right. All We're right. all in suspense. That's right. Now, my pinky will represent ten. So what I do is, okay, 77, 87, 10 years right there, right? Right. 97, 2007. 2017. Now, here's the hard part. So, you have 40. Bank the 40. Okay. Okay. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Now, that's another seven. 
So now you got to remember, this is the hardest part. You got to remember that you had 40 in the bank. You add seven to the 40 and you get 93. There you go. There is my man. You get 93. Uh, now, I don't use my 40 toes. 40 in the bank. Come on. And another the 47. Seven. 47 years, yes. I know, Fred. Wow. That's how it's done, kids. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people say, can you learn this or are you born with an ability to do math? It's a little of both. <laughs> Some people have to use their toes. I do not. Now, I've just been handed a note. Hartford WCCC was 1979. Now, he, this throws my whole wow. math off. Fred goes 77. Okay, so, so deduct two years from that or add oh. two years to that. Now I got to wait a second. Deduct two years. All right. So if you have 47, that would make it 45. I don't even need fingers for that. Okay. We can trust you? Yeah. Only so far. <laughs> All right. So I know, Fred, 45 years. It's our anniversary. Wow. I like he goes, well, I did all that work to get to 47. He goes, oh, subtract two. Fred, what do you think I am? NASA? What do you think? I put people on the moon? He's not a computer, damn it. Yeah, yeah, like, what? throw another kink in it. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I mean. You know, people think this is easy. Uh, Should have checked with Wikipedia. We, speaking of NASA, uh, do we have somebody on the moon right now? There was some uh, thing that landed on the moon this past weekend. I don't with know people which in one it, right? it is. No, there weren't people oh. in it. They're not? I heard, I heard there were people on there. <laughs> we have people on the moon right now. That's what I, I heard. So I thought it was just equipment and, uh, you know, a mechanical oh. rover. Really, though, what, like, what are we doing up there? Do you know? Because, uh. Well, they say there are resources there, but, oh. you know, there are things on the moon we could probably use if we, uh, put our minds well, to it. You mean like precious metals and things like that? Uh, who knows what's up there? Yeah, you know, anything. Anything could maybe, be up there. What's the thing made of? Maybe it's a cure for cancer even. Who knows is what you're well, saying. Is that what you're saying? I, I don't know. That sounds... I always thought that plant-based things would be where you'd find the cure for cancer. But it's possible. They're using all of those chemicals right now that... You know, right. some like the platinum drugs. That's that's real platinum they're using. I would have thought by now we'd have um, warp speed like in Star Trek and we'd be like even outside of our own universe. But uh, yeah, let's beam every place. Come on. A, a lot of these guys who work on spaceships are even better at math than me from what I read. <laughs> uh, so that's good. I, I can't imagine. You should have seen me taking the SATs to get into college. Like, literally, I was like, hmm, all right, add 10 to that. Now, where do we go? Oh, I'll add another five. I think when I took the SATs, I just, someone said most answers are C, because it's multiple choice, and I just filled everything in C. Uh -huh. and, my and my grade reflected it. I think I had like a <laughs> 900, <laughs> which means I got like three right. Yeah. Wait a minute. Uh, Lisa, Isn't yeah. the top score an 800? No, top score was uh, 
Yeah. On both eight hundred on each. Yeah, I got nine hundred. I think combined together. Yeah, yeah, together. <laughs> both scores added up. Sure, they made a mistake. Sometimes they, they make mistakes on that fake news. Uh, Lisa in Massachusetts. What's happening, baby? Good morning, Howard. Good morning, Robin. First of all, I was in the uh, bottom 3% on math, and my daughter has dyscalculia, which is a dyslexia of math. I think I have that, but back when we were kids, we didn't get diagnosed, so check that out. But the reason I'm calling is about Rush. So. We love Getty Lee. We know his story. We you know, nowadays, but Lisa, you know, nowadays, no one yes. can accept the fact that they're stupid. I know I'm stupid. And oh, uh, now they come up with, Learning. I had cochlea, dyslexia of math. <laughs> I see those numbers fine. They just don't make any sense. I don't understand. You know, <laughs> you call it what it is. We're stupid. Okay. It's okay to be stupid. No. Not everyone has the ability. No. There's learning disabilities. But anyway, Howard, I want to talk uh, about Rush. So, Meanwhile, so I got 100 on the algebra regions. Don't ask me how I did that. That's yeah, amazing. How did you do you that? Know, I, I don't know. I an A in statistics at some point. So I don't know. But uh, at any well, No rate, one knows Howard, who you are. Okay. Yes, we don't believe you. So, yes, Lisa, go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay, so well, anyway, I called in when Suzanne Summers died. I had the radio show and she called. Anyway. And I've talked to you many times, but it was a couple All right, years. all right. What can I do for you? Uh, I mean, I'm getting okay, agita. My, I'm sorry. I love you, Howard. So I the first you, but... thought I had with Getty's book was, damn, Howard's probably not going to read it because he's not a Rush fan. You have, my daughter and I were literally cheering in our car. I know. We're obsessed with you. So happy you read the book. My question Fabulous. is, Howard, would you have him on? It would be Absolutely. a dream come true. But of yes, course I would have Getty you. Lee. But oh Getty God, Lee. Howard. Calm down. I'm Getty sorry, Lee. I love you. I love you and I love Getty. You sound like you're touching yourself. Uh, <laughs> well, who knows? I did pull over. <laughs> um, Getty Lee. Idea. <laughs> uh, Lisa, I got to go. You can't possibly be married. You have to be divorced. Am I correct? No, I've been married 26 oh. years and we're oh. very happy. Well, anyway, you, you're, you're lovely. Thank you, Lisa. You can't get a word in with that, Lisa. I know who she is. I like her. But uh, the truth is, listen, Getty Lee is an accomplished guy. Many people love Rush. Of course I'd have him on. I, I, I'm interested in the man. He's got a great story. I don't have to sit there and be, you know, like John Hyde the jerking off to Rush. In my bedroom. <laughs> Hit him with the hind. I mean, my God. Um, Marianne from Brooklyn, go ahead. I love you, Howard. Howard, you know what? These new special songs I want to hear. I am so, you know, music untalented. You know, I have no zero talent. Uh, they had, uh, you know, your John Five, who I never knew, and it's yes. on the app, and you could see him. And yes. uh, one of the songs I love was Georgia on my mind, and he played, you know, he, he said all it's his amazing. favorite songs. Incredible, incredible. John that, Five special was fantastic. I can't help but agree with you. Uh, go check it out on the Howard Stern portion of the app on the SiriusXM app. The guy, watching him play the guitar is absolutely fantastic. The guy goes through every one of your favorite riffs and plays them with such accuracy and tone and um, clarity. 
clarity, it's really unbelievable. He's playing now with, uh, I think, Motley Crue, but he used to be yeah, with Rob Zombie. It, yeah. He was with a lot of people. He was with Rob Zombie, he said, for 15 years. Yeah, and he and that's plays how he everything. Opened up, you know, with the, you know, he said about the, um, you know, the song, zombie song you start with every day. Howard, he has a white, shiny guitar, and he looks so good on that app, and he absolutely loves you, and he was so honored to be part of it, because this storytelling, yeah. songs I want to hear, Howard, is great. <laughs> I tell you another thing, Howard, about the channels. Uh, John Lieberman does Sunday. All right, all right, enough of you. Um, guitarist John Five, our guest DJ in a new episode of Songs I Want to Hear. He... Uh, Robin has such a smile on her face when I go, enough of you, and hang up on people. It's, it's just, after all these years, it just delights her so much. Um, guitarist John Five was our guest DJ in a new episode of Songs I Want to Hear. He picked his favorite songs. He played riffs on his guitar the whole time. Listen and watch the video of the episode anytime on the SiriusXM app. And if anything, here, I'll entice you. Uh, here's more of John Five shredding from the uh, special, and I think you'll... You'll enjoy listening. Couldn't you just uh, listen to that all day? I mean, it's fantastic. It's amazing. It is amazing. And, uh, you know, there's a guy who uh, probably had less of a life than I did. He just sat in that room and played <laughs> guitar. I only wish I had done that. I wouldn't get to that level, but at least I wouldn't have wasted my time jerking off five times a day. I bet you he never masturbated. Oh, he might have taken a few minutes. A little break. But then he got right back on the guitar. <laughs> he plays a custom Fender ghost guitar. And, you know, you you watch him, you go, maybe if I get one of those, I'll be good. At, yeah, maybe that's got, the secret. Yeah, that's, the, that's what it is. <laughs> the guitar plays itself. Uh, there's a part of the special I love. He told a story about he how he learned these riffs by watching how other players position their hands. My hands were so small, but even as a kid, sometimes I knew that guitar players were just trying to show off and make these really hard, you know, cool guitar poses or whatever. But it was really that chord, and it was very difficult. And that's how I learned the song. I would go back and forth, go back to this one shot of Andy Summers, and he had his hands like this. So he had his first finger on his second fret and his second finger on the fourth fret, and then he had his pinky all the way on the sixth fret. So the stretch is, you know, really crazy. And then I did this, and I was like, oh, 
okay. And that's all of those. It was all with these shapes. You know, and um, that's how I learned it. Now, that shit ain't easy. Anybody knows. Anybody who's ever tried to pick up an instrument, it's not easy. But what a, what a special. It's fantastic. What is it? John, you're back. What I mean, I what is going well, on today? Yeah. I can't control my Getty excitement. No, in the, in the special, John Five, when he talked about that, he showed his hand and how he stretched it to play that pinky on the, on every breath you take. And he, if you look, when he puts his hands next to each other, his left hand is bigger than his, his right hand. Like he actually stretched out his fingers so he was able to play that. So physically that helps him play stuff that nobody else can play. What you are saying, what you're claiming anyway, is that from years of guitar playing and the sheer desire to be able to stretch his hand, his left hand grew? Correct. His fingers wow. grew so they could actually reach. He did that when he was very young, like 10 or 11 years and, and, it's he showed i mean he showed me his hands it's it's incredible Crazy. Again, that's just him and his guitar howard no pedals no effects nothing and he just is it's, it's something that's truly you know, amazing i believe that because i know my expertise was in masturbation i would do it four or five times a day my my right hand actually grew because i wanted to be a better masturbator and uh <laughs> so i had a similar experience if you notice look this one, and then look at this tiny hand. You see, you see the difference. Go back and go back and stare at your Rush albums. All right, thank you, John. Good story. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, many of you wrote us about uh, John Five. John Five skills are freaking insane. Uh, watching the John Five special, I couldn't take my eyes off his beautiful guitar, which he designed, and the tone is killer. Yes. John Five was phenomenal. Howard, you you should take lessons with John Five. You know what? I'll tell you what. Hey, just because John Five's a great guitar player doesn't mean he'd be a great teacher. There, there are very there are great teachers, and there are great guitar players, and they don't always mesh because sometimes great guitar players they they don't know what it's like to be a beginner. So you don't know that, but he's some player. Specials like Songs I Want to Hear alone make my serious subscription worth it. It was so cool of John to do this. He's in a great band. His wife, Rita, is extremely hot. Quickly, uh, gentlemen. Picture, please. Picture of John <laughs> John Five's wife so I can judge her. Quickly. Hurry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, John Five has a beautiful wife, Rita. Extremely hot. But he still took time to come down to the studio and hang. Yes. Oh, you know, you like see he these guys be with his wife only and never yeah, it's like, come out. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> why would you, why would you do a special when you could be home fucking Rita? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> you know, us guys don't understand. Like how nice for him to take time away from fucking Rita <laughs> to come here and talk with us. You know, you meet a lot of guys, uh, your wives. No offense to the wife, but they're not that great. They should so be understand. actually working on something really hard. <laughs> right. They should. They didn't have much time for their wife at all. They should have time to come down to our studio every day and, and actually just play <laughs> for us. But uh, why would you not fuck Rita and uh, come to our studio? So, well, Jason, we have a picture of Rita. 
so I can comment on her? Let's see. Playing guitar that well should bring you... Oh, yes. Oh, Whoa. okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, sh he should be home fucking her. <laughs> She's got some set of uh, bazookas there, Robin, rivaling yours. <laughs> By the way, hey everybody uh, was commenting in, about your breasts, Robin, uh, and y your revelation about your bra size. Robin informed us that her bra size is now a 38G from a 34G, and fans love it. <laughs> Howard, I'm so glad we're talking about Robin's bra size again. Instead of doing a month of farting. <laughs> How about a month of Robin's tits and the music that celebrates them and call it Juguary? I love it. Or Feb, <laughs> Feb Booberry. That's a hard one to say. <laughs> or Breast Timber. It is an idea. Breast Timber. Breast Timber. Howard, I was so happy to hear you bring back some Robin songs today. I wait every year to hear that Feliz Navidad parody, Release Robin's Bra. <laughs> this felt like Christmas uh, in years I, I haven't early, heard it played. Yes. Yeah. Can we get a spin in honor of Robin's new bra size? Absolutely. Release Robin's Bra. Release Robin's Bra. Release Robin's bra so I can see those brown tatas. <laughs> Release Robin's bra. Release Robin's bra. Right. Release Robin's bra so I can see those brown tatas. I want to bang Robin Quivers for Christmas. I want to bang Robin Quivers for Christmas. I want to bang Robin Quivers for Christmas with my big. I want to bang Robin Quivers for Christmas. I want I, uh, to bang Robin Quivers for Christmas. You know, I'll be I honest. want to bang Robin Quivers for Christmas with my big beefy heart. I, I, I still get the chills when the vocals come in I, to this day. Heard it a million How did times. How that not become a classic? Yeah, Nobody I else has recorded that song. <laughs> that was sent in to us from El Chapo. El Chapo, you remember El Chapo. He, yes. he recorded that years ago. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that. Oh, look who's on the phone. Our old friend Bobo. Bobo, what's on your mind? Hey, how you doing there, Howard? Yes. Yeah, I'm doing good. I, I'm, my surgery will be coming up in uh, around March or April. All right. So, uh, I wish you luck with yeah. that. Okay, Bobo. Thank you, buddy. Listen, it was a great interview with John Cena. You made it feel like a therapy session for the guy. Because I think at the end, it was like a weight lift off his shoulders. You got him to open up about his dad. And I love this guy, John you know? Cena. I must say, Bobo's not wrong. I uh, enjoyed the hell out of him. I found him to be evolved and profound. Now, I don't know who else um, w was thinking that after we heard from John Cena. You know, guy's a wrestler. and You, you kinda, certainly you, weren't thinking it before. Right, you, you don't might know. might have been you, thinking it after. He could have been a big meathead. You don't know. <laughs> but uh, the guy knows his stuff, and uh, you're absolutely right, Bobo. In fact, many fans wrote us about John Cena joining me at uh, the our Miami studios. Oy vey. Uh, How was the trip God. back? How was the trip back? I called you to complain. That's how it was. <laughs> are, are you or are you forgetting? <laughs> and then Robin, I'm in the car. That is true. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Robin has her health issues, and, and and you know, she started telling me so. I said, Robin, 
I'm complaining about my situation now. Uh, stop. I need yeah. to complain. <laughs> yeah, you know, whose problems are bigger, mine or yours? <laughs> you know, one of the things I refuse to do is to stop complaining about my problems to Robin, even though she has <laughs> way more important problems than I do. I don't care. Oh, she you needs should to hear, hear what he tells me is going to kill him. Yeah. He's always being killed by these little things. And then Robin goes, you know, I have cancer. And I go, can we talk about me for once? <laughs> I mean, you can't keep, you know, of course you're going to, there's no reason. I say always, why, let's put this in perspective. Right. <laughs> no, but there's no reason why I shouldn't be allowed to complain just because Robin has cancer. But don't say it's killing you. I mean, AGT it is killing you. AGT, <laughs> AGT at times was worse than cancer, Robin. You even admitted that. <laughs> I have to remind Robin. I go, Robin, forget your cancer. I was on AGT. <laughs> I had to sit there for insufferably long hours through nonsense. You know, I was in Miami shitting on a hotel toilet. I'm suffering, too. You're not the only one suffering. Stop thinking of yourself so much. He's back to baby wipes. You can't take yeah. yeah. I could get cancer from those baby wipes, for God's sake. <laughs> Putting all those chemicals in my ass. Anyway, uh, but I'm fine. But I survived. But uh, like, like Bobo, uh, wow, John Cena has so much depth to him. Howard, he's the hardest worker, so honest, and always wants to be the best version of himself. But he's never a show off. Uh, he's I never also thought I would just like a good person. I was watching they they had some on A and E. They have this WWE biography thing going, and John yeah. Cena was in it talking about a guy who was about to mess up his whole life. You know, he got into the WWE, yeah. and then he's drinking and and getting arrested <laughs> and all of this stuff. And he and a bunch of other wrestlers. Took the time to take this guy aside and say, Dude, oh, yeah. you're going to mess up everything you've worked for. Well, I purposely didn't bring it up in the John Cena interview, but John Cena has the record for doing the most make-a-wish. He'll take kids with cancer who possibly are dying. <clears throat> he meets with two or three hundred kids a year. Wow. Uh, on a regular bed. Now, here's a guy, you know, he's busy. I didn't bring it up because it makes me look bad, if you know what yeah, I mean. I know. What are you I mean, going to say? <laughs> people say, what do you do all day? I said, well, I call Robin and complain. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I, you know, I years ago, in fact, uh, I tried this. I was being interviewed by Stone Phillips, who was a big deal news guy at the time. And I staged several handicapped people coming in. During the interview, knocking on the door, asking me for healings and special autographs and the guidance. And they shut down the whole shoot and he stormed out. <laughs> now, for some reason, no one believes when I help people. <laughs> they completely turned the uh, cameras off. They said, you're wasting our time. I said, I we can't help you, it. If you didn't do that. <laughs> I said, why do you assume I didn't do that? There's a woman sitting here in a wheelchair. I think one of the tech guys saw her get out of the wheelchair and go get a hamburger. <laughs> well, I tried. You know, I'm watching the uh, on um, Hulu, the app Hulu. There is a special. It's um, 
this guy who got out of jail, Jelly Roll. He's on a big career yes. high, Jelly Roll. He has a special on there where they follow him around. In this special, he walks in, this Jelly Roll, to a group of alcoholics and drug addicts. They're having a meeting, and he gives them he gives them inspiration. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I tried doing that, and they turned the cameras off, they saying I was supposed to. They <laughs> laughed at me. The next time I'm interviewed, I'm going to an AA meeting, and I'm going to inspire these fuckers. You'll okay. see. All right. And you'll see what happens. Jelly Roll, they're like, what a great guy, Jelly Roll. I do it, and they, Stone Phillips stormed out and said, we know this is a setup. I go, oh, you must have gotten a high SAT score. Well, you figured that out. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get one of those pieces where, you know, I look like a good guy. Right. Yeah, but I sure as hell during the John Cena interview wasn't going to bring up the fact that he's met with 300 cancer kids a year. To say nothing of all the wrestlers he's tried right. to save. And I mean, he's constantly giving people advice and trying to do. Yeah. Get them to do the thing that's going to make them better. Because you know our Howard. Howard doesn't help anybody. Uh, you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't need that aggravation. But anyway, the Jelly Roll documentary on Hulu is called Jelly Roll Save Me. Save Me. Hmm. Jelly Roll is saving people. Holy shit, this guy had a horrible life. He's that big heavy set dude with the tattoos all over his face. Yeah. And uh, he was in and out of... Uh, juvie, you know, and all these uh, he's getting arrested and he got out of prison. He's been in prison like 30 times or something. He's only like 30 years old. Yeah, but I think wasn't that where he learned his craft? Well, yeah, I know. I, in prison? I know if I go to prison, I'm not learning anything. <laughs> I love how people can go to they couldn't go to school to learn, yeah, he goes, but in prison I, they become go, star students. Oh, and especially goes, I got out of prison and I said to myself, I'm going to become a singer. I don't give a shit. I'm going to make it happen. And I was like, hmm, I've said that a 50 times. Nothing happened. <laughs> a jelly roll saved me it's on Hulu. Other people agree with Bobo. John Cena was amazing. I love how you guys related to each other. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, you know, very nice. Uh, all right, Bobo, yeah. is that it? And how, Howard, when he said at the end to you, it shows you how amazing you are with your skills when he says it was well worth coming in for. That's for someone like that to say that to you. That's so amazing. And uh, Older Bobo, uh, AI Bobo is here now <laughs> as well. Let me talk to him. AI Bobo, how are you? Hey now, Howard. What do you do if you were trapped like rats on a desert island and could only bring one album from Magnificent Rolling Stones? Which album and why? And do you ever believe Keith Richards would come back for another legendary interview? I'm again on the show with you. Your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. AI Bobo, everyone. All right, Bobo. Thank you. All right. Thanks, man. Bye. There's Bobo. Everybody loves Bobo. Woo. Well. Yeah, and uh, your bra size was the other big thing. Okay, good. All right, there's all the fan feedback. We got a lot of show to get to today. There's a lot going on. A lot of people calling in. 
You know, People you love remind it. me of something with the AI. Everybody should check out the Billy Joel video of his new song. Yeah, that was cool. I saw it it's and I loved it. very interesting, yeah. Yeah, they did that all with AI. You're right, Robin. By the way, I was reading, uh, where the hell did I read about this? Oh, uh, Bob Left sets his column. He, I get it in my email. He's saying, Beyonce, you know, put out a country song called, uh, it's Except called about- Texas Hold'em. Texas Hold'em. Hold'em. Yeah, it was a card reference. And what do you, I, th- I think I got it right. I read it real quick. I was in a coma. But uh, something about it's considered a country song. A country radio isn't playing it because they don't consider Beyonce country. So there's this whole thing that I think he believes or he's saying the belief is that this song is already the number one country song, but they won't put it on the country. Well, she is now charting. I don't know where she is on the charts, but the beehive went nuts on those radio stations oh, yeah. and they some uh you know did start playing it and because it's country a country song and then the others when they started hearing from all these people who are listeners they started playing it and it is i forget where it is on the charts now and i don't know well, that every western or country western radio station is doing it but more are they're they're climbing on board it's a catchy tune, but I think the uh, thing is, like, maybe because she's a big pop artist and stuff like that, or or she's black or something. I don't know what the reference is, but for some reason... Well, you know, they got upset with Taylor uh, Swift when yeah. she said, I'm going pop. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she had been a country star, so they got, they get upset. The country people get upset. <laughs> a lot. Uh, here's Texas Hold'em. I mean, it's a cute little song. I don't know. It seems like all that other shit these country people Well, there are black artists that are played on Country Western. Hootie. Hootie and the Blowfish. He went country. Hootie's uh, country. (laughs) I didn't know he went country. Yeah, he went country. I saw the craziest thing over the weekend. You know, I'm a big Beverly Hills housewife fan. I watch that show religiously. When that comes on, Everything in my house stops. Beverly Hills Housewives. I love it. You watch it with commercials? No, you I stream it. I, I record it and then I fast oh, forward I through the commercials. I, I got a button. I got TiVo. I still am one of those guys who uses TiVo and then you hit a little green button. They pass right through the commercials. Thank God for that. You know, I don't even have to think about it. Fucking hate commercials. Anyway. I couldn't believe what I saw on there. What? One of the gals on there, Kyle, she's getting, uh, it looks like her marriage is on the rocks. Right there on TV. Isn't it already, isn't she divorced? Well, on the show, they're going through it. Oh, they're, okay. She calls a meeting with her children 
and discusses it with him on camera. And I'm like, that's the craziest shit I ever saw. The husband's sitting there. Even I mean, I don't know. He's got to go Was along he blindsided? with it. Did he know that she was he seems do that? he seems in on it? But uh-huh. the family is so hell bent on being famous. You know, they bring the kids, ch- ch- young kids, on camera, and they go. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Kids are crying. <laughs> like, literally, like, I'm a divorced guy. I can't imagine dragging, but telling your kids is the most horrible thing you can do to them. And, about but, a and you got to wait for the cameras to be set up before you yeah. can do it. <laughs> yeah. And the husband, he's sitting there, he got a glass of wine. He goes, excuse me, he's, he's pouring a glass of wine, this guy, because <laughs> he's slugging it down during it. I'm watching this thing. I said, this is the greatest train wreck I've ever seen. This poor woman wants to be famous so bad she dragged the kids in to sit and tell them that they're having marital problems. And the one youngest daughter, she's to tears and crying. Like, what the fuck? I mean, I'm a divorced guy. It was horrible for my children. I can't imagine doing that. These people, like, you gotta love them. They want to be famous. But wait a minute, Howard. I just read... Yeah. Is this a negotiating tactic? Because she's the only one who's been there the whole time there's been a Beverly Hills Housewives, right? Right. And yeah. she has uh, indicated that she might be ready to give it up because of, oh. you know, all of the trauma to her life that's been played out on TV and especially the divorce, she's now kind of thinking that maybe this is ridiculous and I shouldn't <laughs> be doing all of this stuff. Yeah, it's well, not good for me. Wow. What a, what a revelation. You think? <laughs> I mean, your kids are going to need a lot of therapy after that. Did you watch it, J.D.? You watched Beverly Hills. I, I watched that scene. Uh, yeah, I watched. I knew that was a problem. They used that scene in the promo trailer at the beginning of the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they used it for people <laughs> who watched the season. I was like, good Lord, what is going Wouldn't on? You, I'd like to see where, like, she turns to her husband and says, listen, if we're getting a divorce, and we've got to break it to the kids. Let's get the camera in here for that. We don't want to, <laughs> we don't want to have that privately. Wait a I mean, minute. Why we... This is, this is good for the show. Stop until yeah. the cameras get here. Oh my God. The girls, one of the girls is having a nervous breakdown fucking <laughs> in Kyle's arms. Yeah. <laughs> it was like right there. There's a three camera like, shoe for Christ's sake going. Yeah. They're on. like a cut, cut, cut. We can't <laughs> see your face, honey. Like in porn. You ever know? My favorite move in porn is. Uh, some girl's blowing a guy, and you can see the director is giving her a cue offline. Move your hair out of the way so we can see your mouth on this guy's cock. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I wonder if someone goes, tell the kid to cry, but no, bury your head in your mom's shoulder. We can't see the tears. Listen, sweetheart, <laughs> you want to make it in this business? We need to see your tears when you're told your parents are divorcing. You got to somehow do your shtick. Without going to your mommy's shoulder. Now, I don't mean to yell at you. You're going through something tough. But can you, for Christ's sakes, cry again? And this time, look, for Christ's sakes, (laughs) put a microphone on this gal. And honey, stop mumbling when you're crying. We can't understand you. I'm not going to put subtitles on Beverly Hills Housewives. It's a low-budget show. All right, 
Okay, we're going to take it again. The crying is good. The, the kid knows what to do. And now we need to retake from a closer angle. All right, honey, start your crying. And more of a wail, uh, not, a, not a sob, okay, so we can hear it. All right, go ahead. And action. Go ahead. <laughs> can you imagine? I'm watching this. I said to my wife, are they really doing this on camera? I, oh, I, I, I've lived that scene, and i got to tell you something. That's tough. It's not easy right it's not an easy thing to do no. uh, uh mauricio you want to drink wine that's fine uh kyle uh, do me a favor uh, once again when we start rolling can you bring up you'll never spend christmas together again as a family <laughs> that seems to get your little daughter there crying a lot i like it all right in three one two three go ahead start with christmas and let's keep going all right and kids do something dramatic threaten to cut yourself okay <laughs> a lot of the teens are cutting themselves now to so they can feel something, all right? Yeah. Start vaping or something. Yeah, you vape. <laughs> and, and kids, act. feel free to act out. Make sure you hydrate because the tears are drying up. Okay, and uh, let's here we go. Remember, and your family is shattered forever. Action. <laughs> go ahead. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and even the kids, like, they're brought down. Kyle calls the kids down and they have no idea allegedly they have no idea what they're coming down for they're sort of like oh what's going on what are we getting in trouble for and they're dropped this bomb uh, in front of cameras yeah, please do not inform the kids ahead of time we'll miss the money shot when they really are shocked <laughs> that you, you guys are getting divorced uh, hey do any of your kids have an eating disorder that we could also throw into the show anything Lisa like that that was Lisa Renna's deal uh, kids <laughs> When your mom tells you what she's going to tell you, and I'm not telling you whether it's good or bad, but we want a genuine reaction. Uh, and uh, try this. When your mom tells you what she's going to tell you, you yell out, we don't want to have two Thanksgivings. We want one Thanksgiving. <laughs> How's that not telling them? Come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's right. Uh, let me think about this. <laughs> That's some conversation. Man, I was shocked. I, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Kids, you say to your mother, is it our fault? And then Kyle and Mauricio, we, you say, it's not your fault, honey. But do it in a way that makes them think you're lying. If you know what I mean, that it is their fault. Oh, Let's get a... And you are the in, devil. Yeah, I'm the <laughs> devil. Now, if you really want to make it on Beverly Hills Housewife Kids, tell them we're moving in with Daddy. And when your mommy hears that, oh, boy, the fireworks are going to start. <laughs> and if any of you out there want to try some new pronouns, that'll confuse your mom and dad for sure. This will be a home run. All right, kids, here we go. In three, two, remember everything you knew was a lie and your family is forever broken. Here we go. All right. Uh, grab a bagel from Crafty and let's get this goddamn shot over with. We got time is money on our side. Let's go in three, two, one. Hit it. Tell him your news, mommy. That was pretty good. It's a wrap. Thank you, kids. All right. Listen, if you had run down the street, it would have been ratings gold. But okay. You just cried, which is fine. <laughs> Be great next season if the kids started rebelling. I'm thinking about like a drug problem or something. Oh, what is yeah, it, J.D.? Yeah, yeah.
Oh, and, and to beat that, leader. after that, they show uh, Kyle talking to the camera about, she sort of insinuates that Maurizio did something to lose her trust. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, the, the kids are watching that too. All right, we don't tell us what it is, but <laughs> yeah. we'll know what it is. If you know yeah, exactly. Now, Kyle, can you shave your hair off like Britney Spears to show you're really in distress? <laughs> Yeah, I was pretty shocked when I saw that, man. I've been there. There's nothing they won't shield their children from, huh? Listen, I I had a very strong desire to be famous, but uh, I wasn't going to put the kids on camera when I tell them I'm getting a divorce. That takes a special kind of fucking chutzpah, if you know Italian. (laughs) I mean, that's unbelievable. (laughs) <laughs> well, now I also saw a promo for uh, a, a movie with some of the ex-cast members of uh, the Housewives shows. <laughs> They're going to be on some island and everybody's running away trying not to get killed on this island. It's like a horror film. And Brandy Glanville is in it. And I saw, we got, what's her name? Yeah, we got an idea for the show, but some of you are going to have to die. Oh, we'll be famous, right? You'll be famous, and some of you will live. That's the good news. Who was the girl who was married to uh, Charlie Sheen? Denise Richards. Oh, Denise Richards. Denise yeah. Richards. She's yeah. in it. Those were the two I recognized. So. I can't tell you how many years I used to dream about fucking Denise Richards. You know, when I was a kid, I saw her in Starship oh, yeah. Trooper. And, oh, my God. I was like, oh, God. Can you just create a life for me where I fucked Denise Richards? I've never seen anything like it. In Starship Troopers, she's taking a shower. She's naked. She's the hottest thing I ever saw. Now I'm like, thank you, God, for not letting me fuck Denise Richards. I mean, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Everyone on that show is fucking insane. Thank you, 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 thank you. Ah, but now they're ah, going to yes, start. Thank you. Thank you, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. <laughs> Again, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. Again, my mistress. Thank you. What thank is this? You. Denise oh. Richards is on uh, is on OnlyFans. What is she? Is she naked on there? What? Who's what? I'm sure JD pays for a subscription. Yeah, I'm sure he has a, <laughs> oh my God. a, a memory. You, you have a jerk off to Denise Richards on OnlyFans? I'm sure not on OnlyFans, but I'm sure I've jerked off to her in the past. Um, right. No, I think I I haven't been on it. I think you know a lot a lot of these OnlyFans, the the actresses and like the big stars, it's very like uh, artistic nudes or you know no. they show they only show so much. I don't think she's you know blowing her husband or whoever. Uh, Let me understand. I it. believe it or not, I, I for some reason I don't have an OnlyFans account where I can watch these things. I should, but let me understand something like. An actress like Denise Richards, you go on and she's on a live feed, right? She's sitting there on camera. No, 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 no. This is like uh, pictures or videos or whatever. No, nothing. I mean, I, you can go live, I guess, but I, that's not really. It's more just like so uh, pictures. If and I go on there, I'll just see pictures of her naked, like tasteful nudes. Uh, yeah. she. Listen, I don't even know if she's nude. Um, oh. I'm sure I could find like leaked pictures or something to see what the deal is. But uh um, and her daughter. Like, no, the, the, you mean the, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay money and not see vagina? I don't get dude, it. I don't. I don't have to tell you. That's what some of these people do. That's uh, dear, why JD d- is not on. He doesn't know what's on her site because it's not good. <laughs> well, there's a dear, lot of, you know, 
I'm composing a letter. Dear OnlyFans, I work hard for my money, as I'm sure you do too. But as a dissatisfied customer, I feel it's imperative that I write you. I paid $9 to see a naked Denise Richards, and all I got was a little bit of side titty and uh, like like the suggestion of her ass. I mean, please send me my money back. Thank you in advance. Yours truly, Boward Slurn. I'm not going to use my real name. Well, you have to subscribe. P.S. P.S. Sorry for the cum stain on this letter. (laughs) Do you have to subscribe for a certain amount of time, J.D., or can you go month to month? Month to month. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's like a monthly thing, I think. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so you can probably cancel, you know, whenever. Anytime but, you want. Yeah, but like, yeah. like, I think Tommy Lee has a OnlyFans and you can oh, see yeah. his cock. You see his cock, right? That, that you see his cock. Yes. But I don't know if he's like, I don't know if he's actually like, you see him using it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, like fucking his girlfriend or whatever. I think it's uh, just like, you know, bold pictures and, you know, some hard on stuff. You know what? I could use some extra cash. Maybe I'll get an OnlyFans account and uh, put up some, like, you know, my legs and yeah, feet. my belly. Yeah, my feet. Feet will do, feet will do well. Yeah. I thought you had to be naked and show your cock. I didn't realize. No, no, no. Tasteful nudity. I That's think that you. OnlyFans is trying to upgrade now, and they, they sort of say that, yeah, there's that portion uh, of the site, but there's other things as well. And bullshit. I want to see titties. I want to see <laughs> labia lips. I want to see bunghole. I want to see her barking starfish. I want to see her asshole. And I want to see what she ate for lunch. <laughs> why Why is the JD puppet a black man? What is yeah, going on? Yeah, I was going to say, when did JD become black? <laughs> or maybe the real JD became an albino. I'm more offended by the fucking poster back there that says Bengal second place. Right. Okay. Right. Thank you. Whoops. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, what is it, Jason? I, I'm on Denise Richards' OnlyFans page right oh, now. She had oh. a, You could sign up for 30 days for free, so I didn't right. have to pay anything. Okay. For free. Oh, nice. oh. So, but I see. But it, okay, so the first picture that pops up is a hot picture of her in lingerie, and her and she's laying back with her legs kind of not spread, but you know, not closed either. But it's blurred out by her, you know, vagina, and yeah. then it says, "Tip me thirty dollars, oh. and I'll I'll send you the uncensored picture." Oh, I see. Oh. So, in other words, the there's a free, uh, a free site where I can see her vagina blurred out, and if I pay thirty bucks, I get uh, to see her actual vagina. Now, are these recent pictures or back in the day when she was like in Starship Trooper? They're not dated, but they look very oh. much closer to the Starship Trooper days than the current. Oh, really? I, I, oh, hold on. I don't know what's going on. Uh, for recent, it says May 24th, 2023. So I don't think she's done anything for this OnlyFans in like almost a year. Wow. Oh, wait. Never mind. I see something yesterday. How beautiful is this weather? Whatever that is. <laughs> oh, yeah, a picture <laughs> you don't of her want about a to get... weather report. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to see a picture of my bunghole, Howard Stern, uh, <laughs> you only have to tip me 20 bucks. <laughs> tip me. A tip. Why can't they just say pay me 30 bucks? Why do they say tip me? I guess it feels a little. Because you already, yeah. you know, if I, I imagine even on <laughs> subscription, maybe that's covered and you need yeah. a tip to get it uncovered. Tip. Here's a tip. Tip of my dick. <laughs> I want to see clip. 
not do the priest. The I want to see inside your vagina for 30 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see where yeah. the tampons slide in. <laughs> I want to see a dog eating that pussy for okay, 30 bucks. I, I, I want to see know. a dog licking Skippy from Why your mouth. Why do you object to that, J.D.? <laughs> that, that's, uh, stop it. Yeah. Put some jelly on that belly. <laughs> <laughs> for $30, I want to see your ovaries. I want to see such a picture of your vagina. I can smell the pee from here. <laughs> right. I'm thinking of setting up an OnlyFans where I'm fully nude for free, and then you tip me 30 bucks to add the blur so you don't have to stare at my disgusting cock. Put your clothes cock. on. <laughs> put my clothes on. Could you please put your clothes on? Well, you better tip me. <laughs> or you're going to have to stare at me naked. Uh... Anyway, her daughter is apparently on OnlyFans too. And this Sammy, uh, he said, Sammy Sheen. Sammy Sheen. I know the daughter from being a Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah, I know all of that. You got two holes for the price of one. <laughs> Thank you, JD Puppet. Yeah. <laughs> I got to take a break. I got to pee. Oh, with this pee in every five minutes with this fucking. Uh, I'm up. I was up at. I went to bed last night, nine, nine ish, you know? Mm hmm. Did you I got stop a, to see the new Walking Dead uh, movie, TV show? No, 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 no. Never mind. I, because by nine o'clock, I'm in bed with my wife, and I, okay. she ain't walking on Walking Dead. <laughs> she ain't doing that. that party, uh, th th there's a different party going on in that bed. We watched, uh, last night we watched uh, Life with Beth, the Amy Schumer okay. uh, season two. You know, I have stu I have a list of things to watch with Beth. And uh, a, a list of things that I can watch on my own. I see. And, and sometimes she walks in when I'm watching something on my own. She goes, would I like that? <laughs> I go, no, I'm very sure you would not. And then once in a while she likes it and I get in trouble. <laughs> but uh, nine o'clock I went to sleep. And uh, I'm like, oh, fuck, I wake up. I got a full heart on my stupid heart on, man. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I thank God I can still get one in my advanced age. But, uh, I, you know, it's pressing into my underwear and it's uncomfortable and I feel I got to pee. I said, oh, it must be close to time to get up to start work. I look at the clock. It's 10 p.m. I just peed an hour ago before <laughs> I went to bed. I said, how the fuck is it 10 p.m.? And I got how a full is, heart on. How is it that you have pee in your bladder in and out? Yeah, I don't know. And I went and got checked at the hospital where they did a test. And they say, I empty my bladder fully. So I drag my ass up. I got a heart on. So I got to wait for the pee to come out. <laughs> Finally, I pee. My heart on goes away. I get back in. Oh, I put in two tissues into my underpants so I don't dribble into my underpants. And then I uh, get back into bed. Now I'm wide awake. I'm like, what the fuck? It's 10 o'clock. I got to wait till 5 o'clock in the morning to get out of this bed. 
Maybe I should go eat something. Maybe I'm hungry. I go, fuck it. I got to lose some weight. I got a belly. You just lay here until you fall asleep. I'm thinking about the show. I'm thinking about, you know, everything. I'm like, oh, it's 10 o'clock at night and I can't fall back asleep. I, I peed like purposely at nine o'clock. So I'd be able to pay, you know, sleep a few hours. Yeah. I accept that maybe my boner would wake me up at like midnight, but 10 o'clock I don't accept. <laughs> so I peed. I'm laying there, laying there. I finally fall back asleep. Then I wake up with a full heart on. I'm like, okay, must be time to wake up. I get up. I look at the clock. It's now like 1 a.m. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I just slept for three hours. Drag my ass up to that fucking toilet. Pee. Same routine. Make sure nothing dribbles into my underpants. Back in the bed. Now I really can't fall asleep. And I'm like, maybe I should go look at my phone. But they say, don't look at your phone. Yeah, that light apparently is bad for you at night. Yeah. It uses your body. But sometimes if I just sit and read the New York Times, I get dopey and sleepy because it's a lot of big words. It's just not fair. Life's so fucked up. I get boners like a 13-year-old, but I pee like a 93-year-old. <laughs> it's not fair. Go one way or the other. Holy mackerel, I'll tell you. I get I get a boner real good, but sometimes... The other day I was trying to jerk this thing off. And, you know, I'm watching lesbians... Which is my favorite. I, I reluctant lesbianism. Reluctant where one of the girls, lesbianism. Where one of the girls is being talked into being a lesbian. I love that. That still gets me, fascinates you. You've been I watching love it. that for years now. I get hard during the conversation they have. <laughs> Once they get to the sex, I almost don't care. It's the, it's like, come it's on. <laughs> yeah, these two girls, they were great. They were good looking. And then one goes, um, you know, um, they they work in a strip club in this this particular episode or the scene that I'm watching. Two strippers, and one stripper says to the other, "Would you show me the ropes so I can make big money in stripping?" And the woman goes, "Yeah, sure, but you know, I don't take anybody under my wing." She goes, "What do you mean? Like you, you know, I'll pay you?" She goes, "Oh yeah, you'll pay me." <laughs> oh, do you want money to teach me? Like this girl can't figure out how to make money as a stripper. She goes, no, but I do want you to eat my pussy. And this gal goes, but I don't, I'm, I'm not a lesbian. I'm, uh, I've never been with a woman. You know, <laughs> well, maybe you should try it because I'm not teaching my secrets of making money as a stripper if you don't eat my pussy. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. And then next thing you know, you're making out. That like, music fuck. starts, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk, and I hate when they put music on. <laughs> I like to, you know, I, I could use a little more whining. Like, I'm not a lesbian. I'm not a lesbian. I like that. And then they remove the bra and everything. And I'm whacking this putt of mine. And I got to tell you, I gave up. Nothing came out. I mean, it was like, you know, I'm, I, I'm standing there rubbing it too long. So I just gave up. What does that mean? It means it was. You it don't was know a lot how to turn yourself on anymore. No, I couldn't. You know, I need. I what it means is I need another day to build up some semen. I guess. Oh, I see. Yeah, I, I don't know. Used to come like a like a like a horse. <laughs> now it's like, eh, you know, 
I lose interest. I do love those reluctant lesbian films, though. I'll tell you. Boy, are they good. I go right to that. I don't even bother with all the other bullshit. No, no. Uh, no dudes. I don't want to see dudes brother, naked. Stepsister. No, don't nah, care. No, no mom and daughter or stepdaughter. Mom and daughter I'll watch. Mom and stepdaughter I'll watch. Yeah. 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 Because <laughs> I, I love when they go. Um, they have to work in that they're a stepdaughter. She goes, you know, mom, I think you're great and everything. She goes, well, after all, I am your stepmother. They have to say that or else it's pervy. <laughs> You know, you don't want to see some girl eating out her mom. Their rules in poor. Yeah, yeah, it's technically <laughs> a stranger she's eating out. Well, you know, I didn't read the article, but they were talking about how AI is going to ruin it for porn stars. Well, I don't And think I so. don't know what that meant. What it and means they is they don't know where the money will go. Well, what it means, AI is so good, they look like real girls, and they have no imperfections, so you won't see some nasty and pimples on And they don't have ass. any inhibitions. You can I do saw anything one. to AI, girl. But yeah, and, and not only that, they have uh, no tattoos. There's so many girls who go into porn tattoos, and it's really not... It's like, you're playing a naive teenager, and you're all tatted <laughs> up. No one's buying it. <laughs> you got 40 tattoos. <laughs> Yeah, you got 40 tattoos. Looks like you've, you know, you've, you just left the meth clinic. For Christ's sake, pull yourself and together. Some of these girls now are getting these tattoos that look like graffiti. It looks like yeah. somebody just marked up their arm. Yeah. Jelly Roll laughs at these girls. <laughs> <laughs> did you see, speaking of tattoos, did you see what uh, our buddy Machine Gun Kelly did to himself? No. He took his entire torso. All the way up to his neck and made it all black. Like a black what? dude. He's all black. He's a he's black. You gotta see the up. picture of it. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, here, machine gun Kelly. I was like, man, is that for real? But it is for real. It's a full body he tattoo. Didn't just paint that on for the night. No, it it's revealed on Instagram with the caption. Here, listen to the caption. For spiritual purposes only. Look at oh that. Oh my goodness. It's like yeah. he's wearing clothes. Yeah. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, hey, hey, the boy could do what he wants. He's a successful guy, but I think he might regret that one. I don't know. He's not going to be that kid. age forever. See, <laughs> this what is what you've got to think about. <laughs> you know, people used to tell me, don't get a tattoo because when you're old, you'll regret them, you know, because you'll look shitty. What? I'm old now, and I don't regret my tattoos. I'm, I think you get we're old when you got them. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was in my 40s when I got them. I was no kid. <laughs> That's what you should do. Wait, wait to yeah. get those tattoos. Machine Gun Kelly wrote, for spiritual purposes only, he did this. And then he showed off the 44-needle tool that used to pull it off. They had to use a special Yikes. tattoo gun. Uh... Kind of looks like uh, Spider-Man. Um, remember when when Venom became Spider-Man? Yeah. Kinda looks like that, yeah. But and it definitely released... looks like he's wearing something, not a tattoo. Machine Gun uh, released a new song the next day. Back to his roots as a rapper. So he, uh, I'll play a little for you. Machine Gun Kelly, here you go. 
the bed thinking maybe that hate will finally go away if I'm not alive. Wish I didn't listen, just like I wish they would understand me one time. I had a breakdown and tatted my entire body, except one line. Everything's he tatted his uh, whole body. He even references body. his new... T- there you go. There you go. Uh, that's depressing. Yeah, you like that uh, body of his. You didn't want him to touch it. It was enough. I'm just saying the words are depressing. Oh. Meanwhile, I don't, by the way, I don't play chess anymore. I've given it up because it's fucking nonsense. And everyone I know in my world sent me this article about an eight-year-old from Singapore who beat a 37-year-old chess grandmaster. And I uh, that's exactly. I saw that because I I saw that last week. I don't even want to know about it. I, I've suffered that humiliation. I took up chess. Big waste of my time. Took it up. I thought I was doing really well. My rating went up. I was really getting up there, starting to feel real good about myself. And I went down to the Marshall Chess Club, and I entered a tournament. First one up was a woman, like a middle-aged woman. I beat her. Then it was some dude. I beat him. And then this little kid sat down. Like, like not even a real little kid, like a like a 12-year-old, like, like sort of grown up but not. Almost. Yeah, on the cusp like, of growing up, right? Yeah, and like he was, was like, kick my ass so quickly, like I lost rapidly. <laughs> and I was like, what? What kind of game is this? Little kids beat you. <sighs> so I, I, I listen. I feel bad for that grandmaster when an eight year old walks in and beats you. It's like you know what? I think I picked the wrong profession. <laughs> but I mean, there are kids like that all the time yeah. in chess. That's what makes you think it's easy. Some some kid who just was born a few you know years ago can do it. You figure you can do it, but it's hard, really hard. Yeah, they just have a yeah. brain that that all makes sense to, and they can see the board and they know all those moves. They just have the brain capacity hmm. for it, and they can start beating the best in the world. You know, as soon as they can wear long pants. When Howard was eight years old, he wasn't playing chess. <laughs> <laughs> At eight years old, I was cleaning the grit from his underpants. <laughs> and he was busy with that galoo, great galoo, fat, dirty, filthy, played with it for a day. And then he had nothing to do with it. Yeah, well, maybe I would have played chess if somebody, like, you know... Did anybody get him a chess board? Yes. You were too busy playing with yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mom. Oh, dear. Good to hear from you. Uh, Let's see here. This is a guy named Victor on our phone from New York. What can I do for you, Victor? Go ahead. Hey, Howard. Thank you. Sorry. Um, I want to take you off the speaker. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because I went to visit a friend of mine who was incarcerated at uh, Mohawk Correctional this weekend, and he's a trustee for the jail. He was telling me some Harvey Weinstein stories. Um, apparently that's where he is. They keep him in, uh, in a block called the wash. And that's for the decrepit and the diseased, the diseased and, and dying. Uh, he's in a wheelchair. He looks really fucked up. But the thing is, is that 
he's the only person in the jail who gets a visit directly to his cell, right? And I thought it would be interesting that you know it's like a tall, skinny, blonde model chick, and apparently everybody goes crazy over her when she comes. Um, you have to put a, a, a week's notice in advance in order to get a visit, so the guards know when he's going to get a visit, and they all fight over who's going to guard the wash that week when she comes. Um, they also, yeah, yeah. I thought you'd get a kick out of that, Howard. I don't even know if this is true, but I love it. Well, yeah. How would we know? Yeah, we don't know. Well, but go well, ahead, Victor. I, Tell me more shit. Yeah, you, we like the the tale you're weaving. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, no, you you definitely have to take my word for it. But I literally live 20 minutes from the jail where he's housed, and um, okay. You know, it, it, uh, he, it, it, from from my from my buddy that I see him, he's a trustee. So I, you know, I, I, I can't, and I trust him. Now, here's the funny thing, right? Is that the wash? It's like a nursing home, and they treat them like children. He says they gather them up and they read books to them, but not not involved books. You know, not complicated books. It's like children children's books. So it, the people in there, they get treated like kids and uh, and, and basically, cool. you know, it's like a giant nursing home. You know what pisses me off? Growing up, I realized no one once ever read a book to me. This prison sounds better than where I grew up. Wow. <laughs> I'm trying to think, did anybody read a book to me? I don't think I so. I was once sitting with my uh, shrink and he go, and we were talking. And he said, uh, well, you know, your parents must have read your book. I go, not that I remember. I don't remember my mom or dad ever reading to me anything. No, it was in school that the teachers they go, read us books. Yeah. They go, so evidently that's a thing that every parent should do, even if you're a shitty parent. So every uh, parent should know that they should do that. Yeah. And then I, you know, I made the mistake of one time I said, you know, maybe I could approach my mom. You see, I don't approach my mom about anything because, um, she she always turns it around. I mean, starts crying and and uh, ups, you know gets upset, and then I feel right. bad. So you kid, I, but I did make the mistake saying, "Mom, you know I don't recall anybody ever reading a story to me." When I, what are you talking about? I'm saying I don't remember you or Dad ever when I was a little boy reading a book to me. What are you talking about? We did the best we could. We never, I never had a mother. My father threw me. You want a story? Here's a story. <laughs> I'll tell you a story. <laughs> I'll tell you a horror story. My father threw me out of the house with my sister. We had one pair of underwear between us. Your grandmother died in the hauling. What? Okay, stop. Stop. Sorry I brought it up. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a concentration camp. <laughs> you think you had it so bad? Let me tell you, you are lucky. You have two parents. I didn't have a parent. Let me nothing. I had a shell room with my mother and father. We slept head to toe. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to bring it up. I just wondered if you ever thought to read me a story. Shut up, you idiot. <laughs>
We had nothing. My toothbrush was a piece of bobbed wire wrapped around a pencil. Oh, I'm sorry I brought up my own situation. Said him reading you. You you did just fine, believe you. Was there any kind of bedtime ritual? I told Howard, go to bed. (laughs) And that was it. And he listened because (laughs) I didn't have time for nonsense. I cooked and I cleaned and I tried to make a nice home for everybody concerned and at the end of the day i needed my sleep too and so i told (laughs) howard you go to your room and you close the door and you go to sleep that's right I commuted two hours each way. Gonna sit and have a ritual? I never had that. My father bought shoes for us. There were two left shoes. <laughs> he wants a ritual. I'll give him a ritual. My fist is a ritual. <laughs> He says he wants a story. He wants a story. Here's your story. Sit down. Shut up. The end. Go to bed. <laughs> That's your story. Yes, after all, there's your story with the psychiatrist. What are you with the psychiatrist? What's he sitting and telling you? Your mother was bad. No, no, no. We don't say anything like that. I bet you're talking about me the whole time. He didn't have a story. We had no heat. We moved every month. (laughs) My father had nothing. He wants a story. He wants a bedtime. Give him a bedtime story, Beryl. Here's your story. Once upon a time, my son was a moron. Your father never went to a restaurant. When I met him, I brought him to his first Chinese restaurant. He didn't even know what it was. Ah, And you want a story. (laughs) (laughs) I was just reading an article where they said, you know, it's very important to start teaching your children (laughs) to brush their teeth early Uh, in life. Yeah. To avoid childhood cavities and all of that stuff in their baby teeth. Yeah. And so one of the things they suggested was that mom or dad would brush their teeth with their children and make it a, a fun part of, you know, the nighttime ritual. No, no, it was a nightmare for me. <laughs> it was a nightmare ritual. We're going, we're going, we're going. Hmm. Uh-oh. We're, go- we're, go- we're going. Eh, fuck this. What happened? It was working. We're going on. to the oh. dentist, and you're not to have Novocaine. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't care. I don't believe in it. Yeah. So I had plenty of cavities. Nobody showed me how to brush my teeth. <laughs> there was no. There were no lessons by the sink. And, uh, yeah, I'd go and have like two or three cavities, and then the fun began. The dentist oh, would say to my mother, Well, I'm going to give him Novocaine. No, Novocaine. He doesn't need Novocaine. 
And then the drilling began. No, no Ugh. became. That was fun. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, you know, I read about these kids who stay with their families till they're like 30 and 40 years old. Right. Yeah. They needed my parents, man. I got out of that house so fast. I graduated high school. My parents go, you're not going to your graduation. I go, fuck no. I, <laughs> we want to watch you. I go, no. And I was right. I went right to work and I was it. Get out of that. I'm <laughs> out of here. I read about these kids. They won't leave their parents' house. I go, they're making it too much fun. Anyway, Victor, any more Harvey Weinstein? Victor, I think the point of your phone call is that um, Harvey Weinstein's getting stories read to him and Hot Blondes are visiting him, that he's having a much better time than I ever had. Yeah. I mean, if you you look at it. Yeah, if you yeah. look at it that way, yeah. But uh, he he's all fucked up. I think I think the the, the better part of the story is that he looks really fucking de- decrepit and fucked up. And and I thought you'd like that because he's such a douche. Well, we've seen all him right, going well. into the courtroom, and he's either in a wheelchair or he's on a walker. He's got he's a you know got some issues. Well, I always I think that that's a. I love you too. Uh, I always think that's a bit of a show, you know, for the judge, so they won't, you know, sentence harshly. They'll because be I remember, lenient. Yeah, I remember Cosby when he was on trial. Like he had to have a guy walk him in because he was blind, and then all of a when sudden he, got he out, was blind. Yeah, yeah. When he got out, he didn't seem so blind. Well, yeah, I was, was just a- reading about him this weekend. They say he's uh, living in solitude. <clears throat> like he and his wife are—they're afraid to go out. Because they're paranoid that, you know, so many people have accused him of so many things. He's afraid he'll be attacked or something if he goes out. And so they rarely leave home. They're just sitting in, you know, their big Manhattan apartment or their home up in Massachusetts somewhere alone by themselves. <laughs> even even his, his relatives are afraid you know they they live in fear with that cosby name if they're still carrying that around that's got to be the greatest story of our time that like cosby america's dad became like this pariah so crazy stan you're on the air in maryland Yes, sir, Mr. Sperm, Sper- Mr. Sperm, uh, Mr. Sperm. Mr. Sperm, it's Mr. Sperm to you. Why didn't you change Mr. your Mr. name to Mr. Sperm when you started radio? Because I'll tell you why. Uh, <laughs> I thought of it and I said to myself, well, we have enough problems with the FCC and the government trying to shut us down. If I change my name to Mr. Sperm, that'll be it. You know, and then when they drag you in before the judge in the FCC obscenity case, so, now Mr. Sperm, um, <laughs> You say you're not obscene? Uh, I, I think I'd lose that case. All right, Stan, go ahead. Go ahead. Here we go. Uh, you got to sign in to get uh, before you can get on Pornhub to some restricted to adults website. What? Well, I noticed Pornhub there's been a ship. I know what he's talking about. Um, okay. I speak porn. I okay. go on YouPorn, and now for, for the, this started happening a couple of days ago. Uh, before all you have to do is it says just verify that you're over 18 and then you just say yes i'm over 18 and then you can watch all the porn you want it's a ridiculous uh, thing because i'm sure every 12 what? year old is clicking that it yes is, where do you sign in it doesn't really it, they got uh safe trust and safety measures they got this thing on here this page please read this page for more information but, I just uh, hit. I agree. That's all. I agree to whatever they say. I need porn. I. I what am I? They got me at my, 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 my at their mercy. <laughs> what am I going to do? I, I, I. Whatever I agree to, I agree. That's it. <laughs> you 
I don't know. I'm not when I got a boner, I can't sit there and fucking read agreements and getting contracts. I mean, I got to see my porn. I mean, hey, the boner. nerve of them. Exactly. All right. Thank you, Stan. Hey, uh, let's have a little funny, uh, a phony phone call fun. I w- listen, again, I can't verify what that guy said about Harvey Weinstein. I don't know that some hot blonde. No, 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 him. no, no. But, um, I, I mean, someone must care enough for Harvey to send him a woman. That's pretty nice. Uh, somebody is. It's unbelievable. But if that is true, again, I don't know. Okay, so Richard made a, a phony phone call. He's very proud of it. He called Tradio as his character, Rusty, which is essentially okay. Richard changing his name to Rusty. But uh, Richard called Tradio as Rusty and sold a $35 sewing machine with a lengthy disclaimer. He insisted on giving a disclaimer to Tradio, and it is so funny because uh, it's ridiculous. And here it is. Do you have something to buy, sell, trade, or give away? You're in the right place. Let's go to Rusty and Hobbs. Good morning, Rusty. Yeah, good morning. I have a used sewing machine I'd like to sell for 35 bucks, but my lawyer said I should play a quick disclaimer for it, if that's okay. Well, I think for $35 sewing machine, you're responsible for it when you buy it legally. Well, my lawyer, Herb Eversmells, he's here with me, and he says that's not good enough. Can we just play the disclaimer? Go ahead. Sewing machine is not for everyone. If you have suicidal thoughts while using sewing machine, immediately stop using sewing machine and call your doctor. Mm-hmm. Common side effects from using sewing machine may include the following. Headache, nausea, impotence, and constipation. Right. Other risks associated with sewing machine could include decrease in white blood cells, gas, and discoloration of feces. Oh. Sewing machine should not be mixed with other sewing machines. Okay, Rusty. Uh, but uh, you're on Tradio to buy, sell, trade. Who's on the line? Hey, it's Rusty again. My lawyer said if we don't play the full disclaimer, I can't sell the sewing machine on here. So I don't know who your lawyer is, but you make a second hand buy to another individual person. All items are taken as is in responsibility of the buyer. Well, can I just finish the disclaimer real quick? No, I I think we can go buy this, Russ. Do not use sewing machine while driving or operating heavy machinery. Hello? Some people using sewing machine have reported abnormally large and painful stools. What? If you experience a large stool while using sewing machine, stop using sewing machine and call your doctor right away. If you experience a urinary tract infection while using sewing machine, stop using sewing machine and seek treatment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Uh. And then we do that. You're on. Good morning. Hey, cuz, do you remember the part of Rusty's disclaimer about driving heavy machinery? Do not use sewing machine while driving or operating heavy equipment. Well, cuz I just bought Rusty's sewing machine, and I'm here to work on the construction site making aprons for everybody. Well, good deal. Oh, whoa, look out, Frank! I'm glad you brought... A tremendously large and painful stool coming out too. Excuse me. And that's gonna be. Wait, do I have another caller? I believe I've got one. Who do I have on line? Where are you calling from? What did I tell you? There's going to be problems if we don't play the full disclaimer. Radio host is responsible for any sewing machine accidents if he doesn't allow the full disclaimer to be played. And. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. Scratch that. I think that's just about going to run us out on radio. Wow. I like uh, his lawyer's name is 
Herb Ever smells. Yes. Herb Ever smells. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's pretty funny. It was a good one. Mm-hmm. I don't think that took him months, did it? You know, that uh, elaborate one he did for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. For six months. Hey, so uh, we sent Mehmet to Tom, the actor and comedian Tom Arnold's house to do a full 24 hours with Tom Arnold. Really? Yeah. For those younger people who don't remember Tom Arnold, he was married to Roseanne. And, uh, and if you in, don't uh, remember Roseanne, we can't help you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fucking crazy to tell you the truth. You want to hear this? Uh, Mehmet uh, spent 24 hours in Los Angeles with Tom Arnold <gasps> at his house. And, uh, I listened to this report and I did a lot. It's, it's fantastic. So, uh, how did this all come about, Mehmet? Like, what, what happened? You just called him up and said, we want to spend 24 hours with you as part of our embedded show? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we usually go to these interesting events or go to different communities you may have never heard of. And we wanted to see what is life like for an actual celebrity. And luckily, Tom was nice enough to give us complete unfiltered access into his life. Huh. Yeah, it's pretty great. And uh, he was in one of my favorite movies, True Lies, with his yep. buddy Arnold Schwarzenegger. And uh, we know Tom also is an ex-addict and he's always trying to help people get sober. And uh, the including other thing too, himself from time to time, he's had a couple of yeah. yeah, yeah, he's had a tough go of it, and and he re- he he really hates Trump too, right? I remember he did um, a bunch of TV shows about Trump, didn't he, Mehmet? Yes, he's very political. For a while, he was on a hunt for the the Trump P tape, I believe, was trying right. to find that, but yeah, he's been in uh, nine months, The Stupids, McHale's Navy, and Carpool. He had a recurring role on Sons of Anarchy. So, you know, Tom's pretty successful. And Anyway, so uh, I'll play this for you. What time do you show up at his house? Early or? Long before the sun came up. I mean, I really was with him from like sleeping to sleeping. A full, complete 24 hours in the world of Tom Arnold. And it was really okay. interesting. Yeah. So here's the report. By the way, Tom is still acting, but like everyone else now, he has a uh, podcast. It's called Divorce Party. Each episode, he has a different guest on to talk about their divorce. He does it from there, from his house. He does it on Zoom, so the audio isn't always so great. Oh. But this is, I'll, I'll play you first some of his podcasts. One of his guests was Corey Taylor, you know, the dude from uh, Slipknot, the band Slipknot. Mm-hmm. And they bonded over marrying women who hated them. This was a pretty good discussion. (laughs) I think it really kind of came down to the fact that this was a person who genuinely didn't like me. It's also disappointing because you realize, well, I am into this thing. And, oh, yeah, this person, at first you're like, she's funny the way she criticizes me. It's it's a fighting sense of humor. She's, you know, and and then you realize uh, she does hate me. Like, she, this is. She hates me, and this is her thing, back and forth. And I'm, in, I'm, I'm a part of this terrible, uh, uh, toxic situation. Wow. 
It sounds like uh, Tom's Wi-Fi hates him, too. If every other word is dropping on some <laughs> podcast. But, uh, all right, I'm sure they'll fix that. Uh, well, t- how many times has Tom been married, Mehmet? Tom has been married and divorced four times. Oof. It, the guys, uh, Mehmet reported back that Tom lives in a very modest house for a celebrity, like it's really tiny, and uh, he just said the guy's been divorced four fucking times. He's, they probably, you know... That'll take its toll. Your your houses will keep getting smaller with each divorce, I guess. Yeah, I'm impressed he has a house at all. After four divorces, <laughs> I mean, that has to wipe you out. The house is about 1,500 square feet, so it's not right. like one of those celebrity McMansions. It's pretty... You know, it's pretty modest. That's modest, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, in my house. Yeah, and, and Mehmet isn't doing all that well, and he's got no. a bigger house than Tom Arnold. Uh, all right. So the first thing uh, Mehmet noticed in his report on Tom Arnold, not only does he have a tiny house, but he's got a tiny front yard that's completely covered with Christmas trees. And Mehmet sent me a picture of this. It's pretty wild. I mean, um, I guess, what is it? He's, he has two young kids at home, and one of the kids is obsessed with Christmas, so they decorate for Christmas in September, but the neighbors go nuts too, right? Because they, they're really annoyed. Yeah, I think some of the, especially Tom's next-door neighbor, has some real problems with Tom, which I think we'll get into later. But, yes, you do notice that Tom not only is the only house decorated for Christmas in his neighborhood, but it's decorated months early and literally i mean there's dozens and dozens of full-size christmas trees in his yard yeah look at the picture wow yeah look at, that's, that's amazing <laughs> yeah and it's a pretty small neighborhood so anyway you can't even see the houses that's it looks like a <laughs> no you can't see the house at all <laughs> it's like a privacy gate <laughs> Well, you know, when you're a divorced dad, you got to find ways to win your kids' love. And, uh, <laughs> but putting up, like, Christmas decorations in September, <clears throat> that's a long way to go. Even Santa Claus thinks that's tacky. <laughs> anyway, so let me get to the interview. Uh, here's Mamet hanging out with Tom Arnold for 24 hours. Tom told Mamet there's a lot of stress getting his kids to school on time. That's like a very... Oh, oh, I should play you the clip of them counting the Christmas trees, though. Here you go. For the radio audience, it's not a huge front yard. No, it's small. Would you mind just doing a count-off of how many yeah. full-size Christmas trees okay. you have in your front yard here? Let me see. One, two, I'll just do three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. There's nineteen. Uh, then you go over here. Twenty. 21. I think there's 21. One down, so that's 22. Then I got this reindeer. He, they were driving around and somebody was selling 23, 24. There's 24. Yeah, I mean, there's a big plastic reindeer around there, too. And the trees are like different colors and, you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple anyway. reindeers, multiple Santas, multiple ethnicities of Santas. Anything you could possibly imagine is in that front yard. It's And it's got to be a tremendous eyesore to the neighborhood, right? I, again, didn't notice any other Christmas decorations up in the neighborhood, so it's not a big Christmassy neighborhood, but Tom, did Tom say makes that, up for it. Did Tom say anything about, like, people complain, or they don't? Tom's next-door neighbor has a lot of complaints about Tom in general, which uh, 
again, I think we'll talk about as his day actually goes. Okay. All right. I'm skipping ahead. Uh, yeah. So Tom told him that there's a lot of stress getting his kids to school on time here. Then. If we're late, their mom also gets calls. And that's just, I dread that. It says 41 minutes. That'd be a freaking miracle. And this is a busy, a lot of moms out here. You know, you got to pay attention to the lights. And I missed a light, and Gwyneth Paltrow gave me the finger. But I kind of missed a light, and she got stuck behind me, and she did that. She goes, you think you're driving casually, <clears throat> but it's a lot like NASCAR. You know, I see people uh, r- trade paint. Mm. Well, to be clear, we don't know that Gwyneth Paltrow really gave Tom the finger. Maybe it was someone who looked like her, but, but, but whatever. That's a good story. Right. Yeah. On the ride back from dropping off the kids, Tom got refreshingly candid about his current finances, which I found uh, delightful. To, you know, to see his openness and honesty. I had to go to the bank when we had our... Go ahead, go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. Are you going to go there? Okay. I had to go to the bank when we... Uh, January 2020 when, you know, we had been apart, but we kind of got this... was supposed to be our f- final deal with the custody, and I get the custody I wanted, and this and that. And, and uh, I had uh, like $150,000, and I put it in a backpack. But that's what I had. So I took that, like, carried it around backpacks. Not a great idea, but, you know, it got us through for a while. And things are better now. My credit cards work. Um, you know, but it is it is sort of a month-to-month um, thing. Mm. Wow. Jeez, because he made a lot of dough. I mean, he was on a big roll for a while. I guess that those divorces just must have wiped him out. I don't know. Yeah. But you have to give him credit. I mean, he is so open and honest. He doesn't try to sugarcoat his life no. at all. Yeah. Once he's back home, Tom usually exercises, and it causes a lot of friction with his neighbor. Oh, here's the neighbor stuff. Mamet says Tom is a super nice person, but the next-door neighbor hates him. Their homes are only a few feet apart, and they get into text arguments over noise from Tom's house. Very passive-aggressive text arguments. Tom was, like, reading me some of her text, and she complains because his elliptical doesn't fit inside the house. The house is too small. So he yeah. has this he has this elliptical on his front yard with right. uh, these giant turbo fans, and she sends him these angry texts that the turbo fans and the grunting and the loud breathing interrupt her, her Zoom meetings because she works from home. Uh, here, Mamet recorded Tom during his daily exercise, and the fans uh, are pretty noisy. And you can see these houses are really close to each other, and this woman can't zoom over the noise, but here's the noise. Tom is doing his exercise on the elliptical. What is this elliptical? It looks that like a big giant like fan a on it. turbo of a plane. He sweats yeah. a lot, so he sets up two enormous fans to blow right in his face, <laughs> even though he's outside. Wow. Wow. The turbo fans are going. Uh, he's right next to the neighbor's home. It is a little difficult to hear myself talking into the microphone, but he is doing his thing. And then the other reason Tom's neighbor hates him is because he shoots automatic pellet guns with his son in the yard. And that makes a bit of noise, too. Right. And keep in mind, you know, his yard is literally a foot or two from this woman's office window. (laughs) Okay, this is what it sounds like. (laughs) I go nuts. I can't, I can't see why the neighbor would possibly be annoyed yeah. by that. Well, I'm the one that got shot with it. So, I mean, those things hurt. Those uh, 
they hurt their little pellets. I don't know why people let their kids. We would. He got an idea. We went to a kid's birthday party at the park, and they gave everybody these. And immediately, the birthday boy got shot in the eyeball and cried the rest of the time. Going on with the fan and the big, the big noisy fan and the pellet gun. Tom is doing his <laughs> exercise on the elliptical. <laughs> so Mamet tried and they to shoot interview. each other in the house, out in the yard, all over with this pellet gun. I don't know anything about pellet guns, but can't, I mean, is that like a BB gun or something? Well, they're they're little gel filled beads, but they hurt like hell when they hmm. shoot you. Yeah. Anyway, Mehmet tried interviewing the neighbor about, about Tom, and the neighbor said, quote, I have nothing nice to say, and shut the door, so we couldn't get that exclusive. <laughs> yeah, I really tried, but... Uh, <laughs> I guess there's no a bit interest. of friction. A little bit, yeah. Sounds rather noisy. Uh, so then Tom, we're going through Tom's whole day. Tom went off to tape his podcast. Oh, this is an exclusive. Tom allowed us to interview his Mexican housekeeper, Rosa. And she had a ton of fascinating insight about cleaning for Tom and cleaning Tom's really? house. Rosa, yeah, Rosa gave Mamet a tour around Tom's bedroom and bathroom. And uh, she told Mamet in an exclusive that she often scolds Tom about his bathroom floor. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Pipi is for the toilet, no for floor. The pee is all over the floor. Yeah, all over the floor. You, you mira, look. Yeah, I see. Is that every day? Todo, todo. So you tell Tom. Pipi por toilet, no por the floor. Please, please, porque no, not very good. No, 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 it's good, no. Oh, poor woman. Is well, the, guy. it's Tom or is it the kids? This is Tom's bathroom, to be clear. Ah, yeah. oh. no, the I kids think, are you know, uh, the kids are well behaved. <laughs> the, the next Tom's clip will kind of demonstrate, I think, what's what's happening with the pee on the floor. Uh, here's exclusive tape of Tom Arnold peeing. Wow, you really got in bed. I mean, this is unbelievable. Uh, here's Tom peeing. Wow. He's got an enlarged prostate for sure. Yeah, it, that stream seems to be getting interrupted quite a bit. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. Not many now, the celebrities oldies... will let you do that, by the way. No. Again, I, I have to compliment Tom for, for being so open. Maybe you should have said to Tom, again, you weren't there to really advise, but maybe he should sit down and pee. And then he wouldn't miss the bowl, and then the housekeeper wouldn't have to see all that pee all over the floor. Maybe he'll hear this and, and start that. But you didn't Next. say to him, do you notice that the pee's going all over the floor and your housekeeper complains about it? Um, I, I don't know if I confronted Tom about that. I, I, yeah, that'll be I the mean, yeah. Listen, <laughs> Mehmet's there as a reporter. He's not there to be like a psychiatrist. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Next, uh, because, you know, that's not our place. We're just flies on the wall. I next, uh, it's more like the documentary style. You yeah, just watch what goes on. Yeah. Yeah, it's like love on, it's it's like love on the spectrum, you know, you don't make judgments. <laughs> you don't start you know yelling at people on the spectrum. That's kind of not how you should date, you know. Anyway, next, Rosa, the the housekeeper showed Mamet uh Tom's bed sheets and there were some stains and she explains. 
Yesterday, I clean, I laundry, look. Yeah, I see some strange stains in Tom's bed. What is this? I don't know. I think it's, um, I don't know, poop. Do you think Tom maybe kind of shits his bed sometimes? Yeah. What the fuck? Gee. It was a small He's not stain. poop. Okay. It was a, yeah, come on. It could have been some blood. It could have been something like that. Exactly. Blood? Exactly. Where's that coming from? <laughs> maybe from his nose or his hemorrhoids. I don't know. <laughs> Um, Rosa has limited English, so Mehmet used a translator on his phone for the next question. So here's a big celebrity exclusive. Is there ever skid marks in Tom's underwear? ¿Hay alguna vez marcas de esquí en ropa y... Yes. <laughs> what an exclusive. Well, how many of, of us among, you know, among the crew here could make a claim there's not a little bit of a stain somewhere in their underpants? Uh, exactly. I was going to say, lest anyone be judging. I mean, if you give me a microphone and you say I have unlimited access to your house and staff, there is no one in America that I will not find something like this in your house. Seems to me you really charmed. Uh, you were charmed by Tom Arnold. You like him. Tom, you know, usually I come back from these pieces and I'm like, this was a horrible experience. This was awful. Tom is a very likable person. Definitely. Going through the rest of Tom's day, if you uh, continue to be interested, Robin, it looks like you're engaged. Oh, I'm interested. <laughs> uh, the, the afternoon Mamet came to visit him, Tom was shooting a hot dog commercial for social media. Uh, oh. Tom Arnold is an official spokesman for Hot Dog Wally's Hot Dogs. And the plan was to film Tom at a local park handing out Hot Dog Wally hot dogs to families and park goers. And it seems like Tom, a lot of times, gets into conflicts, either the ex-wife, the neighbor, but... Even his assistant, Sasha, they started fighting because she didn't buy napkins to serve the hot dogs in. And that, that was not a good idea. What are we going to do? We get over there and have no paper napkins or plates for our hot dogs. She forgets stuff. So. No, I didn't. I wanted to do it earlier, but you wanted to. No, no. See, you're blaming me. You could have done it any time. You should have ordered it for somebody to deliver it to the I house. I'll ask you next time. I'll just do it. No, no. That's what I want you to do all the time. Just do it. So how did you drop the ball with the napkin? Drop shit. I wanted you to get. Way to put it. You dropped the ball. No, okay. I wanted to get it yesterday, and then he makes everything unclear. What did he expect was going to happen? Because he doesn't like to do things when I like to do things. He likes to do things when he likes to do things, which is the last minute. And he wants me to read his mind and do things without asking him. So now we're in a situation where there are no napkins for the hot dogs. Yeah, there's no napkins for the hot dogs. It's worse than Hamas. Well, you know, I'm not going to say anything, but Robin has her assistants killed if they talk to her like that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you know, it's hard to imagine you yeah. guys putting up with that. I mean, those two aren't married, but she sounds like she's going to divorce him anyway. So, uh, Yeah, he'll be paying it. another settlement pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, you guys sent me a bathing suit picture of Tom's assistant, and they say she's quite attractive, too. She is? Very attractive, yes. Yeah, and, and Tom oh, is wow. very open yeah. about talking about how hot his assistant is in front of her which you know in this day and age usually a lot of people are are, are afraid to do that but again tom is tom unfiltered tom. they finally got to the park sasha filmed uh as tom walked around trying to get people excited to see him handing out free hot dogs for the commercial so her job was to kind of film the commercial i guess with her phone or something yeah. we have this free hot dogs if anybody wants free hot dogs Come right over here. Free hot dogs. 
It's me, Tom Arnold. We're giving away free hot dogs. We have free hot dogs on Tom Arnold, of course. Free hot dogs. Don't get too excited. Nobody uh, wanted the hot dog, huh? Did anybody come over? It it took a while. I, I think there is something um, concerning to families when a random guy is walking around offering yeah, but Tom to play crowd. Well, it, it took them a while to, to realize that and get excited. Yeah, I mean, I he had it announced. Say, his, this is supposed to be played somewhere, and his assistant yeah, is the internet. recording it on her phone. Yeah, you know, like one of those internet commercials, like on somebody's yeah. feed. He did eventually get a line for the hot dogs. Oh, and I okay. talked to some of the people um, who who ate the hot dogs. There were a lot of Spanish-speaking people at the park, and Mamet wasn't sure if they knew exactly who Tom was. Was it exciting was. for you to see Tom Arnold in the park today? I don't speak English so much. I just speak yeah, Spanish. Sabe Tom Arnold? Tamales? Tom Arnold. Tamales? Tom Arnold. No, no, no. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> she did like the hot dogs, though. So she, he did get a crowd, but they didn't know who he was. So, some of them, yeah, did, did not know who Tom was. But. I like okay. that she kept calling Tom Arnold Tamales. And if he, if, he, <laughs> if, if he changed his name to Tamales, he'd have an instant fan base. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tamale? Uh, let's see what else we got here. This is a pretty good, um, embedded. <clears throat> that evening, Tom was getting ready to attend the event, the premiere of a low budget movie he starred in. It's called Adventures of the Naked Umbrella. All right. He went to that. Then Tom headed home shortly after the movie started while his kids got ready for bed. Oh. So Tom's got the kids. Tom perused his social media. He loves Twitter especially celebrity and political accounts. Mamet asked to see who Tom follows and found some surprising accounts on Tom Arnold's Twitter. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maureen McCormick, that's from the Brady Bunch. She's actually very good out here. And then there's some political folks. Um, Chris Christie, because he was uh, bagging on Trump. Cheryl Crow, she's a classic. Yep. Fred Drescher, that's the head of our union. Okay, I see. Yeah, I see. Uh, Israeli Defense Forces, um, Lesbian World. Yeah. Joe Biden, yeah. adorable dream girls, 18 yeah. and over, threesome milf, orgy teen, BDSM, bondage, tribbling. What is tribbling? I don't know. Tribbling is uh, when two women rub their vaginas together until they come. Is that what it is? I learned yeah. that on that trip. Yes. I, I, yeah. I wasn't sure. I don't, I'm not sure if Tom knows you can see who you follow, but um he told me he doesn't know how to use you porn or anything like that so he exclusively jerks off on twitter wow wow and he's into bdsm huh <laughs> i guess who is it? yeah well <laughs> <laughs> he also told me he hasn't been laid in seven years so i think it's You're a kidding. lot of twitter time yeah oh dear he and he's got that hot assistant just walking around <laughs> torturing what <himself>. torture <laughs> Well, his assistant told me, and I guess it makes sense, Tom doesn't really, like, he doesn't do the hookup thing. Once he's with someone, he marries them. So right. I think he's just laying low for the time. You know what? Better he not get laid. Just jerk off. Because right. he can't afford another divorce. I was going to say, he hasn't had much luck with that no. strategy. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it was finally time for uh, Tom Arnold to go to bed. And like we said, Mamet stayed with him for 24 hours. Uh, 
and he was open to letting us do anything. He's a great guy. Uh, even tucking him in, and uh, here's Mamet tucking in uh, Tom Arnold. Believe it or not. All right, Tom. It seems like you're kind of winding your day down. You just climbed into bed. Well, it's been a fun day, buddy. But I got to crash. Hey, you know it's it's 24 hours with Tom Arnold. Do you mind if I just stay here until you fall asleep? So you'll be here all night, or just uh... I'll just make sure you fall asleep, and then I'll, then I'll sleep. Oh, that's down. good. Yeah, yeah. Take care of me. And if I stop breathing, it's always good to have somebody here. That's some that's up my miss having someone defied my body. Don't worry too much, but <laughs> I'm gonna go to sleep. Okay. Good night, Tom. Thank you, buddy. And and Mehmet, uh, true to form, he literally laid next to Tom until Tom fell asleep. And we can wow. prove it, too. Yeah, here's Tom sleeping while Mehmet is recording him. Okay, Tom. Tom has officially fallen asleep, so I think I'm going to call this a day. <laughs> Goodbye, Tom. Wow. Wow. Good job. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't have asked for a better subject. Again, you know, these things are only as good as how open the person is. He's open. I, that's what I like about him, too. And, uh, now, definitely. when Tom put the kids to bed, did he do that on his own? Did he let you be a part of that? Or did he say, you got to excuse me for a bit while I be dad? I was with him for everything. I was with him wow. for every every moment of the wow. day. Wow. Hmm. Unbelievable. Well, what an exclusive. Hold on a second, please. Look who it is. Tom Arnold impersonator who wants to uh, talk to us. Tom Arnold impersonator wants to talk about his time with Mehmet. Uh, And and by the way, Tom, I didn't even know where to start. You're you're selling hot dogs for hot dog wallies, huh? Well, uh, yeah, Howard. Uh, okay, listen, uh, you might not know this, okay? But, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a big deal in the world of alternative meats. Uh, I, I just signed, I know, I, hear me out here. I just signed Go a ahead. huge, I, I signed a huge, uh, sponsorship deal with tuna of the sky. That's canned pigeon meat. Now, listen, here's, here's what I get. Uh, $200 cash. That's in my pocket and all the free beaks that I could eat. Yeah. Well, it's- let me tell you, uh, what a scene at your house with the, uh, and the noise, my God, with the fans yeah. going when you do the elliptical and the BB gun, I, or whatever I that is, air, air pelican. I mean, I, Howard, I, I, I hope you don't mind. I brought my son along with me. Uh, hey, say hi to Howard there, little buddy. There you go. Oh, shit. Duck and cover. Oh, man. Oh, whoa. Man, hey, that pellet careful, careful, Hey, Tom. Uh, yeah, but- by the way, some of the people you follow on Twitter were a little surprising. Uh, you, it, political accounts or porn? It's like either or. Po- politics or porn. That's your thing. Oh. Uh, well, sure. I mean, yeah, I like to stay on top of the news. I got, uh, I follow, uh, John Oliver, uh, oh. Anderson Cooper, feet fuckers, uh, uh, CNN, <laughs> uh, sloppy head tie titties i think it's important to keep up with the news uh like you know if, let's say uh trump uh says you know crazy shit or if an only fans girl uh films herself farting on a cake you know, i want to know and, what's going on and the other thing tom arnold impersonator i gotta say your your housekeeper sounds like a really nice lady and you, do you really leave those stains in the bed and pee all over the floor 
Well, hey, that, she, she's being dramatic. I, I'm, I'm not some kind of pig, okay? There is poopoo in your patient again. And so much pee-pee on the floor. Why are you not pee-pee in the toilet, Mr. Tom? Rosa, uh, calm down, all right? That's not, that's not pee. That's, it's, uh, it's lemonade. Okay. It's everywhere. No, I drink it on the toilet to save time, okay? No, oh, Tom. All right, no, sweetheart. No. Rosa, Rosa, if you see any blood, you let me know, okay? If you see blood in the lemonade, I might might have to go to the clinic, okay? Sounds like the woman... Sounds like Rose is begging you to just fucking get your shit together, for God's sake. She's crazy. But Rosa, it's not poop in my panties, right? That's chocolate cake. That's chocolate cake. Poop! (laughs) Chocolate cake. Well, embarrassing. <laughs> you know what? This is why I love you because you're so open and honest. Uh, so few people are. And hey, but there is one thing I hate. I don't want noisy neighbors. I mean, Tom, please keep the noise down when you work out, okay? When I work, okay, Howard. My exercise bike. It's not that loud. Here, listen. I'm going to get on the bike. What? You won't even hear a thing. Listen to this. Here okay. we go. Working up a sweat. Yeah, that's I'm feeling loud. the burn, Howard. I think it's loud. I think it's loud. What's that? I say it's loud. I can't, it's I can't you speak up, buddy. All right. Oh. I gotta go. Oh, wow. God. All right. Thank <laughs> you. I gotta nice. take a nap. All right. Hey, you go ahead, Howard. Would you mind tucking you. me in so I can catch I'll these? Sure. Sure. I'll tuck you uh, in. Oh, thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. I got I got sleep apnea. I get uh, night terrors about my exes. So it's it's easier to to sleep <laughs> with a spotter. Okay. All right. Uh, good, night. good night, buddy. All right. There you go. Tom Arnold, my exclusive with Tom Arnold impersonator. Well, he drops right, right off. You know, he doesn't have right. trouble falling asleep. That's right. Oh, God, the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he talks in his sleep, huh? All right. There you go. Tom Arnold impersonator and the real Tom Arnold as well. And Mamet, congratulations huh. on an exclusive with Tom Arnold, who I always enjoy. Amazing. And I, I like his honesty. I, I got to say. Sammy, uh, did Sammy start that tour yet where they're going to do all Van Halen? Because I do want to see that tour. I don't know when it's starting. I forget. Like, that's a... I'd leave the house for that. But, you know, I mean, that he loves tequila so much he writes songs about it is amazing. And the fucking guy looks like he's, like, 20 years younger than he is, and he can still sing like a motherfucker. So that tequila, I guess, lubed him up. (laughs) I mean, I drink, I drink tequila once or twice, and then I'm in a hospital. I mean, but this guy, I don't know. He's got a constitution on him. <laughs> it's Sammy. He looks good. Isn't he like 70? I don't even know how old he is, but he ain't no spring chicken. But he's got to be in his 70s, right? Yeah, but he looks like he's having fun. 76 hours. 76. I wonder, I wonder if he pees multiple times a night. He's got it, right? He's got it. Doesn't seem like age is affecting him. Master Tequila. Yeah. And, you know, he probably made a fortune off that Cabo Wabo 
But we yeah. were talking during, during the break. I met Guy Fiere, which is how he says his name, over the weekend. And he's got a tequila, which is doing really well, which he says he's also partners with Sammy on that. Wow. So Sammy just well, so love making tequila. tequila. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jesus. Sammy's Best of Ball Worlds Tour starts in July. I might have to go see that. I love that song, too. You've got the best of both worlds. How did Eddie Van Halen come up with that guitar part in uh, Best of Ball World? Best of both worlds. I mean, fucking nuts. Here comes the best of. Where is that? Do I have that? <laughs> yeah. That part. That's not. Uh, that's Sammy with you know his band. I, when I watch that video, I'm amazed that Eddie Van Halen's like running around on stage. He's smoking a cigarette, and then he's dancing, uh, doing choreography with Michael Anthony and um, and Sammy. And I'm like, what the fuck do you? I'd have to concentrate pretty hard to play that riff. Listen to that. You'd have to concentrate on each part. The choreography. Uh, yeah. I'd be <laughs> like, hold on. nothing but concentrating. I'd be like, wait a second. Either we're playing this or we're doing choreography. <laughs> we're not doing both. Are <laughs> uh, you out of your mind? I mean, it makes me so sad that all of this genius is not on the planet anymore. I'm talking about Eddie Van Halen. I mean, it's just, it's insane. The thing you have to be happy about is we had it at all. Yeah. Didn't yeah. have to be here at all. Yeah, that's true. I was telling you about my weekend. My wife went to a gala, or is it a gala? I say gala. Well, you say gala, I say gala. <laughs> yeah, I say gala. But uh, she went to a gala uh, by herself. That was her gift to me. She said... I. I knew she was good. She was, she gets really excited to get dressed up and put on a gown and high heels. Mm -hmm. and we haven't done that in years. I mean, there's just nowhere to go. She, she always says to me, I wish we had somewhere to go. Like she wanted me to go to the Academy Awards just so she could, you know, put on a gown. And I said, That's honey, what am I going to do? There? Yeah. Yeah. But I, what am I, how can I be at the Academy Awards? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Although Jimmy's hosting him this year and, in years you past, he has a ticket. Yeah. No, well, no, I would never go and like sit there and watch it. But he he has said to me, "Would you present an award?" And I go, "No." You know, I mean, the nicest way. I mean, it's so sweet of him. I go, "Why would I be there?" I mean, I what, I'm not in the movies. What, what you want to just go and walk the red carpet and leave? I don't want to go at all. That's what I'm telling. No, you. I'm I don't just want... saying, if you were going to make Beth happy. Oh yeah, I don't know what the plan would be. I mean, I I guess. <laughs> Like, I would have to be a movie star and be up for an award to go. And that isn't going to happen, I guess. Although you never know. I might get back you to that acting. You never know. Anything you never know. Happen. Yeah. Yeah. Bradley Cooper's so, writing a part for you. And Paul Giamatti's looking for a project for you two to do together. Yeah, Bradley Cooper, I think, I want to do one of his films. Anyway. Oh, my God. When Jimmy said to me, do you want to, you know, be a presenter at the Academy Awards? I went. My wife goes, oh, you must do it. You must. <laughs> and I was like, honey, I'm not. what am I going to do? What do you, you know? mean, what are you going to do? You've got to go present an award. 
Trust me, any idea I'd have at that award show, they don't want on there. <laughs> They'll throw me right the fuck off the stage. Uh, <laughs> you would. I have. I've got five or six ideas. I do. <laughs> I really do. Great. But uh, yeah, I, I don't really. You know what? I'm at the point in my life where that used to be everything but to would me when that I was a younger man. You being thrown out? No. No. Imagine them dragging <laughs> me out and like she's sitting there beautiful in her gown. Because she doesn't even understand that aspect of me, you know, the 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 buffoon, <laughs> <laughs> the I'll do anything for a laugh buffoon. But, uh, you know, I used to need to be on TV when I was younger. It was like a big rush for me and I would do anything. Well, there I mean, was I, a lot to promote. You were tr building a career. Yeah, I remember. Jeez, uh, Letterman used to want me on every month and I. I remember I, I was in Florida with my kids and, you know, my, my ex-wife and Letterman gave me the call. You hop on a plane, go right, right to New York from Florida. That's right. <clears throat> but now, I mean, what am I going to do? I'm like, I'm, I've turned into my mother, you know, it's like, what am I going <laughs> to do with that? You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, uh, it, it requires a whole interruption of my routine. After all, you know, we, we get up early and then we have our lunch. And then we, uh, uh, Can't interrupt that. All that's going and, uh, on. And after all, we have to meditate. And, and then your father and I like to go to bed early. And, you know, I, I only do one thing a day. I thought meditation was supposed to open you and make you more flexible it does. and more in life. They, they, they're still studying my mother. They can't figure out why <laughs> she's laying in a bed. Uh, but, um, you know, meditation makes you better at what it is you love to do. So my mother but loves to do one thing But it's also supposed to change you. You're not supposed to <laughs> still be in the rut you were born into. Well, listen. I do so much. I mean, I saw you change my mother. Rut, you're going to need dynamite. <laughs> you didn't see my mother before she started meditating. That was really scary. So I, I got I say all praise to meditation, but all uh, right. All right. but anyway, yeah. So my wife got invited by our friends to go to this gala, and uh, she got all dressed up and you know did her hair nice and put on the makeup and. Had the high heels on. And I, I was talking to my youngest daughter on the phone at the time. I go, ah, that's all dolled up. I guess uh, <laughs> I'm going to be a two-time loser. She's probably going to go meet some hot dude because she looks so beautiful. But, I, you know, with, with no offense to Bill Maher, but the reason I love my wife so much is that uh, she looked at me and I said, honey... Is this something you want me to go to? Because, you know, when you read all the books about a successful marriage, you got to you got to put yourself out there and maybe do things for the other person. I read this. Right. And, uh, sure. Again, it's a theory. Uh, and so um, she she looked at me and she goes, oh, no, I don't want you going. You'll ruin it because you'll. And then my daughter chimed in and goes, yeah, dad, you'll want to leave the second you get there. That's right. As soon as you get there. I said, yeah, okay. Well, everybody knows my misery, so. <laughs> so it's good. She didn't meet a guy. and 
luckily, she you were lucky. Luckily, didn't meet a guy, and she <laughs> um, she was done by ten p.m. They, it was a quick gala, so oh yeah. But I really do appreciate when someone says to me, "You don't have to go." I admire that independence. She doesn't need a man sitting there, you know, holding her hand the whole time. So I I do appreciate that, and what a nice thing not to make me go to that. <laughs> because really, I, I think I'd rather like, I'd rather just jump off a roof <laughs> than do that. Nothing you know drastic. What I mean? Nothing drastic. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I do want to mention this. It is a serious topic, and I know most people just want to laugh and have a goofy time with me. But I got to say, because I just don't understand this, and maybe I'll get through to somebody who's a bit a bit unenlightened but uh i was very upset about uh this uh, uh she went by the they pronoun so i'll probably fuck this up but this uh, uh they next benedict this was a a 16 year old kid in oklahoma who was lgbtq you know whatever her sexuality was she preferred the pronoun they Sweetest looking girl. I saw pictures of her in the news. She looked like a young Brandy Carlisle. And, uh, cute, uh, I was going to say cute girl, cute they. But, uh, anyway, you know, the kids beat her up at school. Evidently, she had been bullied the entire time in this school in Oklahoma. And, you know, a lot of these states now as part of the United States, and I love the United States, but we're just going in the wrong direction because so many people who are gay, transgender, whatever, I just don't understand how you can hate the fact that they want to love differently than you do. I don't understand it. I don't know how it impacts you, but all the rhetoric, all these politicians who are trying to build a following off of, you know, gay, 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 anti-transgender. You know, there's got to be a better way. I mean, we were going in a direction where people were being a little bit more tolerant, being a little bit more understanding. And then, you know, our pal, uh, he's screaming about transgender and gay and uh, and bad all all in Bath- bathrooms and it's a really a non-issue honestly it it doesn't affect you at all doesn't matter if somebody's gay they want to go home two dudes want to dick to suck each other's dicks really does it really matter there's more women for you so this girl gets beaten up at school i mean they goes to school and it gets beaten up and uh, ended up dying. Now, the, the coroner hasn't confirmed that it was as a result of the beating. But when you're 16 and, you know, you've been, get the shit beaten out of you. And, and evidently this kid has just gotten the shit beaten out of, uh, it's just so bad. And, and you see a picture of, of her and it's just so bad. And, and you know, you uh, wish you they. could. Of they. If you could, if you could hug they. And uh, and just say, you know what, just get the fuck out of Oklahoma when you're 18. Just hang in there till then. But imagine your whole 18 years, you're being bullied to death. And uh, literally to death. This I don't is a, understand a it. case where uh, nobody comes out well. Now you participated in 
harassing they and then, you know, possibly killing they. How's your life this morning? Well, I don't know. It's crazy, but uh, it's got to stop. It, it, and the, the the rhetoric is too heated. Too many people in government are saying and promoting hateful rhetoric like this. Uh, I'll play a little montage I put together because a lot of this is not nonsense. I don't know why everyone's so worked Men up about who it. who are really a bunch of perverts in your locker room, in your bathroom, because they, listen, they want to have sex with you. That's why they're in there. It, that's real. They're, it's not, they're not saying, oh, I identify as a woman and I'm only attracted to men. That is a lie. These are sexual predators. They're sexual predators. There can be no middle way in dealing with transgenderism. It is all or nothing. Transgenderism Why? must be eradicated from public Why? life entirely. Who cares? The whole preposterous ideology at every level. Everybody know about Dylan Mulvaney? Bud Light, right? Make no mistake. That is a guy dressed up like a girl making so? fun of women. Women don't act like uh. that. These people are sick. They're deranged. On day one, I will immediately sign a new executive order to cut federal funding for any school pushing transgender insanity. It's amazing how strongly people feel about that. You see, I'm talking about cutting taxes. People go like that. Talking about talk about transgender. Everyone goes crazy. Who would have thought there's five no, years ago you didn't know what the hell it was? There's no school promoting transgender. Maybe when you go to school, they'll if there's a transgender kid, they'll tell everyone to be tolerant and, and not beat the shit out of this person. I mean, you got to be kidding me. This can't possibly bother you. I don't comprehend it. I just don't. It's got to stop. That Marjorie Taylor Green, Jesus Christ, could she be any more backward? And, uh, you know, in Oklahoma, it's not just talk, it's policy. Here, Oklahoma's top education official. This is the superintendent, Ryan Walters. He's been targeting this issue for years, LGBTQ, and carrying on about it. Listen, We've been really clear here that we're going to only allow boys to go in the boys' bathroom and girls to go in the girls' bathroom. And there's dangerous consequences when common sense is vacated. What we've seen is a, an assault on truth in our education system. And, and what we've... I mean, listen, What? here's somebody's truth. They want to be a woman. They want to wear a dress. They want to blow another dude. Whatever the fuck it is. Who cares? Yeah, I never cared. The seem to happen to the people who are different. Not the people... Yeah who are right in line with mainstream, the mainstream consensus. Well, listen, I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm just telling you, as a guy maybe you respect, as a guy you listen to on the radio, a guy who makes you laugh, makes you think, I just got to say, this shit's got to stop already, for God's sakes. See a picture of of uh, this uh, beautiful next Benedict seem like the type of person I would never be offended by. But, uh, so, you know, she, uh, they is walking around in, a, in the hall and uh, everyone's getting all worked up. I mean, get the fuck over it, man. Hey, I will tell you, too, there's a. Um, as long as we're talking about this, there's some good work going on by the people at Mallory's Army. They're doing um, it's an anti-bullying foundation and they, they had to start it. 
this lovely couple, D- Diane and Seth Grossman, started it after their 12-year-old daughter committed suicide. Uh, Mar- Mallory was a cheerleader, a gymnast. She made and sold bracelets to benefit a charity she loved that helps kids with cancer. But after being bullied repeatedly online and at school, she took her own life in 2017. So, you know, listen, um, it's a good organization if you want to look into that. That's uh, Mallory, M-A-L-L-O-R-Y-S, Army.org. I just, uh, I'll put a link on HowardStern.com. But I just want to say, look, I don't know. I, I don't understand why this would bother anyone. I don't, I really, truly don't. If someone could explain it to me, I don't care. I have uh, relatives who are gay, and uh, I was around them my whole life, and I never was offended. I, that, that was just their sexuality. And it didn't make you become gay. Ever. So it's not catching. Well, caught a little. I'm a little gay. <laughs> uh, honestly, if you, yes, very contagious, that gay. <laughs> you can't make someone gay is what we're saying. You can't. It's a thing. Like you're born with it. If uh, I don't care what it is, they're not bothering me. Anyone who doesn't bother me is okay in my book. It offends you, look the other way. That's all. Let's take it from your pal Howard. This is not something to get worked up about. I'll give you some shit to get worked up about, but not that. Um. So there you go. Denise, you're on the air in Arizona. What can I do for you? Howard, oh my God! Listen, thank you for taking my call. I've loved you forever. Hi, Robin. Love you guys. What you thank know? You. Your your thank you. Your interviews, and you've saved my life several times. Anyway, your interviews over the. Can past you repeat decade, that, please? That I saved your life several times. A lot of people think I'm a scumbag. He does his next interview. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. got to have you in. <laughs> yeah, you know where were you when Stone Phillips was interviewing me in the '90s? But go ahead, Denise. Yes, you make your point. So what I want to say is your interviews over the last 10 years absolutely have blown up and you know it. You are able to bring out a vulnerability in people that you interview from Barbara Streisand, you know, all the way back to what you used to think was your best interview, Conan O'Brien. No longer your best. So you have to write another book. I go so right on you, you bring out a vulnerability in people that, and an emotion from people that no one else can. There's no, inter- no other interviewer that can do this. But your interview with John Cena was brilliant. And he was so open and vulnerable right off the bat with you that it kind of turned the tables on you. You became more vulnerable and emotional with him in a way that I don't even know if you realize. And I don't know if other people realize this, but he just, there was just no bullshit. He was so honest and open with you that you became even more vulnerable and open. It was, I don't know. I don't know. I just loved it. Well, I saw something I, different. I in loved you that it day. too. I know what you mean, but I loved it too. And I remember thinking afterwards, I was standing there in Miami with John, and I found myself wanting more of him. I wanted to continue the conversation because I found him so fabulous. But um, he was—he must have been in a rush or something. He had to get out pretty quick. And I remember standing there and going, "Man, I—I I really like this guy." And, I wonder um, what happened after because, you know, we sort of, you know, well, when you're out there in Miami, we don't have our little tete-a-tete yeah. that we normally have right after the show. Well, we took some pictures 
which, uh-huh. uh, of course, I looked hideous in. I don't know what I'm going to do. I really want to start a no. Howard, stop it. I want to, no, Denise, I want to do a Richard Simmons. I want to hide in my house and no more <laughs> seeing me, even on the app. I want me blacked out. I mean, I can't take right, it. You know, Greta Garbo. Uh, well, it's true. I have a full head of hair and then my hair looks weird to me. My face is like melting or something. I mean, I just, I'm not, I'm aging worse than I thought I would age. Let's put it that way. And my wife says, I say, honey, you can't possibly, I said to her the other night, I said, you can't possibly be attracted to me. What's keeping you in bed with me? You know, I mean, it is crazy. Come on, says, you're gorgeous. Come that's what she now. said, but I don't believe it. it. But uh, anyway, no. we took some pictures. He looked great. He was wearing a suit and uh, you can see it on the app. Um, he looked real good. And uh, so we took some pictures and then, you know, like I, I tried to talk to him about that um that i'm in florida uh-huh. and because he lives in tampa like i think i was trying to make a date with him you know what i mean like when there's a hot chick in the room because <laughs> i was so he brought something out in you howard yeah it was i wanted i was gonna try and drop in that like hey you know like maybe we should hang or something and you know get the wives together and but he like he got out of there pretty quick and then i said hmm, oh. well maybe you know maybe maybe he ain't feeling what i'm feeling but uh Listen, you know, I'm a very needy guy. You know, I need. uh... (laughs) Well, if he if he is, you know, as aware of you as he seemed to be, he probably was doing what he thought you wanted him to do, which was to get out of there pretty quickly because you're always in a hurry to get out. Yeah, Robin has a way of making me feel better. She always has her next, a reasonable yeah, yeah, explanation yeah, for the guy bolting out of the room. But, uh, I crushed this whole conversation, Robin. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, I might be in love with John Cena, and I need more of him. But, uh, you know, it's an unlikely duo. John Cena is a guy who can bench press like 500 pounds. He could squat like 400 pounds. Uh, he was uh, a bouncer at a bar. He was a, a professional yeah, wrestler. Yeah, does he have nice feet? Does he have I don't know. Feet? Who knows? All right, Denise, thank you. But uh, there we are. Well, sometimes opposites attract. You know, he was pretty funny. I remember the conversation where, you know, he looked at you. He said, you look like a guy who doesn't like to work out but (laughs) because Uh, he knows it's good for him. (laughs) Yeah, well, anyway, uh, but I I did. I I enjoyed that. Thank you for the call, Denise. Uh, Ivan, you're on the air in Florida. What's up, brother? How are you? How you Hello, doing, Robin? Hi. I'm good, brother. I uh, wanted to... I know you've been acknowledged for, like, uh, how, like, what a champion you've been for LGBT, uh, you know, pretty much your entire career. Um, well, listen, I just I'm sometimes. not a champion Who, of LGBT. Who's acknowledged him, number one? Not, I haven't been acknowledged by anyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm sorry. Maybe but, that's a but, little bit of a stretch. My point was, brother, my point no. is that... Listen, you you do you are a voice. You know what I'm saying? You you are like kind of breaking the stigma with the things you've done. I mean, it, a lot of it was in jest over the, over the years and stuff, but it it broke a lot of like barriers. It told people, well, "Hey man, stop being such a schmuck." They're gay. Well, they're that leftists. was my that was my feeling. I always felt like I, I swear to you, growing up, and maybe this is my mother because she would she used to set up uh people on gay dates i mean you know if she saw if she awesome. knew someone was gay you know but 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 the point was i was raised in an environment where i didn't think it was a bad thing to be gay 
I knew it was different from what most people were into, but it didn't bother me and it didn't it didn't it didn't matter to me and if somebody want you know, we're talking about two people loving each other. How can that be a bad thing? So that's I mean, as that's simple we, as it is, man. They're yeah. just loving each other. What's beyond that? Listen, yeah. as a father of a gay son and a trans son, um, you know, you, you help influence me, man. You know, believe it or not. So I appreciate well, that's you, good. Man. God bless you guys. And I bet you're a good dad who says, I still love my kids. I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, who loves lesbians more than me? But I'll tell you what, <laughs> as a father, uh, you have a gay son and a trans son. I am sure, no joke, you have to worry every single fucking day that these kids don't get well, fucked up. And if I can, know. if I could just add one more thing, when my son came out to me, he was fourteen. He's now twenty-four. But when he did, the first thought my mind went to was how, uh, what a jerk I was when I was a kid to gay kids. You know the yeah. the, the, the things that I uh, I said and did. I was ashamed right. of. That's the first thing I thought, and I told him, I said, "I'm afraid for you." And he goes. He was so smart. He said, Dad, kids aren't like that anymore. They're not. We're different. Well, they are, you unfortunately. Know, it's, it's, the, it's the hard-headed because adults. It's the stupid you know what's people. happening now for, for gay people? These these politicians now are using them as a, you know, to, as a way to get votes by screaming about them because these religious kooks have problems with anybody's sexuality. It's a mess, Ivan. But all right, good luck to you. Thanks for the call. What a fucking disaster. It's a disaster. Jim, go ahead. You got the last call of the morning. I got to get out of here. I got a bunch of shit to do. I'm sitting here fucking around on the radio. <laughs> Howard, go ahead, yeah, Jim. The radio show is now in his way of... Uh, it's in my way. Whatever. I got things He's to do. He's got a guitar lesson to go to. Listen, yeah, I can't spend all day with you people. My delightfulness ends at 10 o'clock. Go ahead, Jim. Hey, uh, Howard, this is kind of strange because following the last call, I actually have a gay son and a trans son, uh, 28 and 30 years old. Wow. Um, yeah. Former uh, Oklahoman and will never go back to that fucking state. Uh, both my kids were raised there. I got my, my son, uh, the gay son lives here in Northern California with me. And my trans son, I had to move from Florida to Chicago about six months ago because mm -hmm. he was concerned that they were starting to uh, legislate uh, restrictions of testosterone. And uh, so I, Jesus. He, took a, he took a job. You know, it's nobody, yeah. you know, they all scream those uh, maniacs. They want freedom. They don't want the government interfering. And all they do is interfere. Your kid should Absolutely. be able to get testosterone if the kid wants testosterone. They stay out of the business of regulating what people do. That's what makes America great. Let us do our thing. The country will run. This is we're the largest, most successful democracy don't let anyone take that away from us. And they're fucking nuts. Who gives a shit? Uh, exactly. It. Exactly. It's well, and uh, real quickly, my son was a, a DJ in college uh, during the Orlando shooting, uh, club shooting. And as soon as I heard that, and my son, his boyfriend, uh, this is all in Oklahoma, by the way. And uh, his, mm. his, boyfriend, his boyfriend was African-American. And I had to tell him, you know, be careful, watch holding hands in certain areas. It's, something, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. This is 2024. We shouldn't have to worry about this yeah. shit. I was talking to a friend of mine who is gay. He says to me, thank God I live in New York. He says, you know, I went out on a date with a dude. And, you know, just we were holding hands in a restaurant. And it all of a sudden occurred to me, he goes, Jesus Christ, you know, if I was living anywhere else and I did that, they'd probably fucking beat the shit out of me. So... 
you know, yep. uh, New York, Los Angeles, the big cities, it's, um, you know, people have some common fucking sense. They ain't sitting there trying to legislate people's sexuality. It's fucking nuts. All right, yep. enough of this. Thanks, Jim. I'm sorry uh, that uh, you had to move just because of all the bullshit. But uh, there you go. There's Jim's story. That's real people being affected. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Wait a minute. One thing I have to ask you. Did you see the, you know, uh, I got alerts on my phone again that uh, Travis Kelsey was on his way to Australia to be right. with Taylor Swift. So I'm now, getting these alerts. You know, he just got on the plane. He's landed. Let me and ask they're you together. Yes. I got a question for you. What? What kind of phone you have? Because I never get these updates. I mean, where, where, I don't how know do you get this? Where they come from? Wow, but it's I'm unbelievable. Always seeing she's headed this way for the Super Bowl, and she just landed, and then he's going for uh, you know a visit to Australia. And oh, who's that? No, I mean, hold on a second. I hate these interruptions. Oh my God, it's Liberace from heaven. <laughs> I have to tell you, I think it's a disgrace. Men and women's clothing, yuck, not for me. <laughs> I miss all the strippers on your show. Bring on the big-breasted women, Robin, I'm I talking know, Lib to you. Liberace never found a wife. He looked his entire right life. woman, that's right. Yeah. yeah. How I come you never so found... Well, I was so <laughs> dedicated to my craft. Eight hours a day touring, I could never find the right woman. Woman. I mean, listen to this piano. Yeah, I don't want to hear about all this gay stuff. I got to get that. I got to get that same. You got to send me what phone you have because I want to get updates about Travis Kelsey. It's an Apple phone. But I have an the, Apple the, phone. It doesn't send me updates like <laughs> Travis Kelsey. You're not plugged in. I thought the Daily Mail would keep you informed. But anyway, no. they were showing the hotel room in yeah. Sydney. Where they were, okay? This yeah. thing was a penthouse, and yeah. it was $25,000 a night. Wow. And they, you know, had pictures on TMZ of the whole thing, you know, and it had this gigantic bed and a, a, a pool and this uh, big tub and all you know and they said you know they had you know several different little areas where they could be and do whatever they wanted to do and he was there for two nights and then i saw that you know he came home how does that work like if you're two big stars like that who pays for all like I have a feeling she's in Australia doing her show, so right. that comes out. Like, she probably paid for the hotel room, but, like, for incidentals and things like that, does he... I don't think uh, he like, has, has to work? kick in because that's no. her room for the tour, probably. You know, that they yeah. always... You know, because I saw there was a $16,000 room uh, in Melbourne, $16,000 wow. a night. And so this one in Sydney was $25,000 a night and just amazing. Mm. I mean, it was incredible. And then your imagination goes like, what did they do in that room? For yeah, I days? saw an article. Uh, oh, listen, you probably fucked her like, like, <laughs> like, look at that guy. He looks like he fucks like a crazy animal. I mean, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, you know, you, you know, he really knows what he's doing. You think uh, so? On. He's he's good in bed. 
<laughs> plus, you're, you know, they're, they're like newly in love and they got that hot tub and they got the whole big room. What else are you going to do when you're locked up in that room? But fuck. And, you know, everybody was talking about, you know, like he's got money. I think he's got something like, you know, somebody can check me on this, but I heard he has like a $25 million contract. Oh, yeah. But this is Taylor Swift money. Yeah, yeah, no, she's got big money. This she's is a billionaire. This, this is, he didn't even know a hotel room like this existed, probably. Yeah, like, well. that never had happened to him before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those two seem very in love, I'll tell you that. I mean, so far, it seems to be working out. They're flying halfway around the world to see each other. Wow. Yeah, man, God bless him. I mean, but, uh, Oh, that dude, I just look at him. I can tell you, he fucks like a gorilla found an eight ball of Coke. I'm telling you. Right? Oh, my goodness. I imagine, yeah. you know, because he says, I'm going to support her the way she yeah. supported me all football season. So he's going to keep getting on a plane and flying all the way over to wherever she is. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what? Hello? Uh, too bad. I was going to do my... Uh, probably good that the bank of phone doesn't work. I was going to do my <laughs> agent. stopping you from working. <laughs> Hello? Oh, here you go. Wait. No, it's not. It's not working. Uh, here we go. Uh, oh. Hi, this is uh, Travis Kelsey's agent. <laughs> and this boy is doing exactly what he should be doing. Having sex with Taylor Swift in that big hotel room. I mean, this dude... This kid fucks like a special needs caveman. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, now you got to ask yourself because you keep saying he's got to get her pregnant. That yeah. she, what's she using for birth control? Because that's uh, not happening. Well, he talked it over. They're doing the pullout method. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tell you, this boy, this boy fucks and comes like the cocaine bear himself. I'm telling you. <laughs> I told him, Travis, you need to knock up Taylor Swift so I can afford a new megaphone, I tell you. <laughs> I mean, Dad, do you think we could get some decent equipment? <laughs> why don't we buy well, 10 megaphones? Well, better get busy. Yeah. Yeah, why, why don't we buy 10 megaphones, see? And then... Back uh, up. Back up. Back up megaphone. I don't even have a backup megaphone. <laughs> this, they buy me one at a time. <laughs> Here's a novel concept. Buy 10 megaphones. And when one goes out, we pick up the other one and use that. Yes. Suppose they stop making that. I'll tell you this because I got to go. Like okay. Howard, I have to go. But uh, <laughs> You're on the same schedule. I'm on the same schedule as Howard Stern. No, I got work to do. <laughs> I, 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 got a, I got Travis Kelsey and many other football uh, guys as uh, my uh, clients. Right. But uh, I told this kid, you know, listen, he's... Uh, Two weeks away from permanent brain damage, the way he gets hit. Uh, I said to him, you go, you take Taylor Swift and you switch her birth control with Skittles. <laughs> I know it's illegal, but you got to do what must be done and you make a baby. I don't know if that's going to happen. She seems to be on, on the job figuring out no. how not to. He told me he pulls out. That's what he, in fact, he said. He spelled go chiefs on her belly with his jizz. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's costing uh, Travis Kelsey a fortune in airfare to go visit Taylor Swift in all these various yeah. countries. 
But you know what they say. It takes money to make money. You got That's what I told that's this right. kid. I, I said, you spend money, go first class. Who cares? All right. I had enough. <laughs> sit here all day. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. We have a lot to get to tomorrow. In fact, I've got to talk to you some more about... Um, oh, okay. We're going to do uh, clean out the computer. We have a lot of stuff. Let's just leave that teaser in your mind, and that'll be it. Oh, I think I got a uh, special message that tells me where uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are. Good. Okay, I seem to have the right phone. (laughs) That's it. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.